morning. Welcome to Juice in the Morning. This is a podcast where Shane and I routinely have amazing guests. How are you doing today, Shane? Good. And what you said was just a straight fact. Exactly. Today with us, we have Shadow Inc. Yeah. You, guys, up, have, you guys have seen him on Instagram. You guys have seen him on Facebook. His social media game is on fire. How are you doing today, man? I'm feeling good, bro. How are you feeling? Doing great. Thank you for taking the time out of your day, driving through this snowstorm that we've got coming Woo! back through just to do the there. podcast. For sure. I'm happy to do it, man. Um, so Shane and I have uh, upped our game, and we're trying to do a little bit more video. So we do have the camera, and uh, I want to say hi to you guys out there that are doing Facebook Live. Thanks for joining us. If you are joining us, uh, I know it is a little bit late in the evening, but it's still a great time for some podcasting and getting into some subjects. Um, if you guys don't know Shadow Inc., he is a, uh, I would say, a mogul in the apparel and tattoo industry. So uh, kind of just tell us how you got started and like give a little bit of background about yourself, man. Ooh, okay. Um, what up? It's your boy Shadow. I would say I've been tattooing for a long-ass time. And I've been making music for a long time, and I've been an artist. It's weird not... So I'm just... Yeah, just talk to you guys yeah, over here. Yeah, I'm yeah, over yeah. here like sharing yeah, you don't, yeah, you don't have to do that. Gotcha. Um, say your question again? How did I, I get started? I, I would say just tell us how you... Tell me how you first got started with the tattoo stuff. Because that's... Mm, that's the, I've been an artist my whole life. Yeah. I wanted to be... I wanted to be a successful artist, obviously, my whole life. <clears throat> well, obviously, everybody wants to be successful, but... You know how like art is one of those things where it's kind of subjective, where everybody feels like there's no way to make money as an artist. And I feel like I was always really poor growing up. I mean, I've been poor my whole life. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, I feel like I really wanted to find a way that was like exciting and fun. And I feel like when I was a kid, the only way that you could think of as a kid was like comic books. And this is yeah. before computers were really like a viable source of opportunity as an artist, other than just graphics. And graphics don't seem like art. They seem more like copy and pay or like mathematical yeah, you know what I mean and yeah. I was doing art because I wasn't drawn to math I was drawn to art I was very creative my whole life mm -hmm. so my dad always had tattoos but he hated them and everybody in my the whole rest of my family didn't have any tattoos so like it was one of those forbidden things that like my dad hated about himself so I wasn't supposed to be into tattoos but I was really drawn to them yeah I was the same way my whole family looks at me as like you know I gotta follow the same way they are and as soon as I got because I, I got my first tattoo um, on spring break in 2000 six and it was uh definitely not something i should have done because i was a i was intoxicated b i was just all of you but i was just yeah i was just asking a guy to do something that i drew while i was drunk and the guy was like you yeah, drew while you're drunk yeah and oh. the guy was like the guy was like oh i could do that for sure. like a hundred bucks give me your money and i was like i was like i have 50 he was like well i could do half and it'll still look cool like he was not a very uh i guess stand-up guy because i've talked to like i wanted to be an artist my deal was tattooing was not like i wasn't like oh, i'll be a tattoo i never it wasn't that i wanted to be a tattoo artist i wanted to be an artist and i wanted to be taken seriously yeah but as a kid there wasn't a lot of ways that that seemed i didn't know anybody that had made it out mm -hmm. of I guess the struggle with any kind of other option other than I didn't know anybody, you know what I mean? Yeah. So when I moved to Indiana and, and where I grew up at in Phoenix, there was, I mean, everybody was tattooed, but it was like a hood thing. So yeah. it never seemed like that was a lucrative career choice. So my family was kind of like, nobody in my family had gone to college, but they all wanted us to be the kids that went to college mm -hmm. and shit. So I was like, I guess I could go to college for art, but 
I don't know. I just never seemed. I never connected those dots. Yeah, being the tattoo artist was just exciting. Sounding and and, and you feel like you feel like you have these expectations. Like every parent, I'm assuming, because Shane has his daughter, assuming that you want them to have something that or do something that you didn't do Live or achieve something. Yeah, yeah, achieve something that you didn't achieve. So you know, I think that seeing the stuff that you've posted and the things I've seen, you're killing it. Thank so, you. Thank you. Um, the interview that I saw was awesome. It was good to get a, like to know you before this, but I also am going to probably ask you some of the same questions just because Sweet. I think they're Different I think they're interesting interesting questions. But Shane and you guys, you guys know each other from uh, back in the day. So what? How do you know? How do you know Shadow Shane? Um, so I, we have a, we have a mutual friend. His name is uh, Calvin Miller. Shout out to Calvin. He's a uh, he's a, somebody that who I think. Um, listens to the podcast pretty regularly and Sweet. has given me a lot of good feedback. Um, but basically, I mean, him used to work at Planet Fitness together and just run amok and talk shit to each other and hang out. And we both we both had a, uh, a decent amount of tattoos at the time. And I was like, man, where you get your tattoos at? And he was like, oh, you got to meet this dude, Shadow. He's awesome. And basically, uh, met Shadow and been a fan ever since. Even did like a little, um, I don't know what you want to call it. A yeah. little stint, yeah, a small stint. Um, I always like to make fun of Shane because whenever we have a guest on, he's like the biggest fan of them out of anybody. Like he is literally their biggest fan. See, uh, <laughs> see, uh, my girlfriend likes to tell me I'm a passionate person, and I think I am. So when I find <laughs> just what you want to hear, and, and like passion, it's kind of a weird thing to categorize it as. But like I think when you and I've said this a million times, you find you find like minded people and people you enjoy being around and people yeah, that have the same sure. kind of things. Um, you know, same kind of goals and stuff. You, you're, you're fan. You're not only fans of them. You're fans of um, learning things from them. And when I first met Shadow, he was kind of like doing things that I had never seen anybody do before. Whether it be doing tattoos well, or doing you. music or just doing badass tattoos, and I was impressed by that. So thank you. I kind of went and went in and was like, oh, I'm from forever, and as long as he doesn't do anything fucked up, I'm his fan. <laughs> <laughs> I think, to be honest, man, I th- well, for, thank you for saying that. I think it takes a very confident person to be a fan of somebody else out loud, and I think a lot of people are so like not confident with who they are as people that they're that it makes them feel like very awkward giving a compliment to another person, let alone a guy to another guy or yeah. people. So yeah, and you can tell a lot about somebody when they're not scared to be like that. I feel like a lot of guys now, it's like a call it dick riding or you know like yeah. like you're acting like you're just too excited to talk to somebody else but i never got that energy from him at yeah. all it was just passionate people are fun to be around you know what i mean and honestly what he just said i've never like i've never heard of anything like that but like yeah i guess if that <laughs> i'm not familiar sense. with the dick riding you speak of <laughs> but i guess if that, i mean i mean i'm just a, you know what i mean I, I just like to be people Shane's just it. a hardcore dick rider yeah, yeah, yeah. Love the dick. <laughs> <laughs> all no. right well anyways uh so back to shadow no, no, embarrassing. So, oh. so so the, so I, I was just looking at your instagram and you just did an interview um how'd you get approached by to do that interview how did um, you how did they how they find you and all that kind of stuff oh that cracked me up um <laughs> glad i'm glad you get i'm glad you could have a laugh at my decision I mean, no that's what people call it man that's i i knew it was yes yes he's it's, like it's good he's like yeah shane calls it being a fan of me i call it dick riding. <laughs> no i'm saying i think that's what a lot of people nowadays that kind of like you can't give a compliment to another person because they act too too fucking goofy oh, yeah. about it well but. shit i ain't that person yeah that, well that's why yeah. i'm here you feel me <laughs> it's, it's people that aren't scared to be themselves regardless of what somebody else might be thinking that i yeah that I, I connect with i get it um 
second. Just on a short notice, do you know how to make this to where it will just show all of us? Because it is literally jump around like crazy. And I feel bad for the people that are watching because it's like he'll be talking and then you'll move your arm and it'll go to you. So I don't want to. I feel like people are like, who the fuck is controlling this thing? So his arm is talking. (laughs) He was like, raised his hand and you were just in mid sentence. It was like, blow. So to him. So the camera's got a mind of its own, America. Well, so while he's messing with that, for the people that know, don't know, well, mm-hmm. obviously if you follow us to, at any extent, you know this. This is our our first um, camera. We just got a video camera, and yeah, it's a huge we're deal. Trying to figure this shit. We're going That's to awesome. this. We're we're going to be on YouTube um, along with all the other things that we're already on. We were already on YouTube, but it was just the picture of the logo. And from now on, we're going to be on YouTube. Have a video. Um, so comment, tell us the shit you don't like. Even on YouTube, you can be a little more discreet now and actually talk some shit about us if you feel like it. Oh, yeah, because I'm course. tired of you assholes just <laughs> dick riding. And no, I'm just kidding. And what made you guys want to do a podcast in the first place? Uh, well, for me, that for me uh, it's the fact that I am a very narcissistic narcissistic person and i wanted to be famous so um it's just (laughs) it's it's a it's a little it's a little deeper than that because it's one of those things that i i I looked at um the fact that i grew up not knowing my not (laughs) knowing sorry i I grew up not i grew up not knowing uh my dad which i've talked about on the podcast before and my biggest thing that i've always thought about growing up was i want to be famous enough to where my dad finds me. he comes he comes to me looking for something and then i can be like fuck you i hate you dad i've built i've built my i've built this thing all my all my own i don't yeah. want you to be a part of it and um it's just something that it okay. grew it grew from that and then also you know i went I wanted to, I was listening to podcasts. I got introduced to the Joe Rogan experience. I was like, man, this is cool. I want to do that. I can do that. Of course. Um, I love Joe Rogan. And, um, so as soon as I, <laughs> as soon as I started doing that, I, uh, you know, thought, oh, I'm going to get this right now. Like I'm going to get this podcast started. And then I found out that there was a lot that goes into it, like purchasing yeah, the equipment, purchasing sure. the, the hosting and things like that. So it just made it like seem like it was an insurmountable hill that I wouldn't be able to climb. And then my mom got me my very first like setup and everything. And it kind of took away that excuse to, um, or that excuse that I didn't have the money or the equipment to do it. Yeah. And so it just started from there. And then, you know, from there, I just, I've been learning everything on my own. Like it's, it's kind of a, a crazy situation because everything that I do now, I could be doing it completely the wrong way, but, I learned it this way and it's working and it's growing and having Shane a part of it has made it a lot better. I don't really know how to turn the auto thing off. Sorry. Like you're going to have to control it if you want it to be. It's just nuts. Else. Like it's literally going everywhere. And even when I, someone's talking it, like it's on shadow right now for no reason. <laughs> oh, there's a reason. <laughs> so I think that if you just leave it, I don't know how to. I don't know how to mess with it. In I, I, I try it, to do I like where you just go like this, yeah, and then <clears throat> and then it'll 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 but change. It, but then it, a minute it goes like, oh, maybe I can hold here and it'll stay. But you don't want to hold that the whole time. I think since your mm-hmm. intentions are positive for your um for your podcast in general, I think that the universe will help you iron out anything that you're not doing right. And now. I fully believe in like energy and like putting the positive yeah. positive energy out there. Like I was, I was completely against all of that kind of stuff until I talked to the psychic that I had on the podcast, which I know a lot of people don't like I'm believe in it. that kind of stuff, but oh, should I do? Who's I, your psychic? Anybody her name is that? Sarah Hawking. She used to be in Indianapolis. Um, she, she lives out, she lives out in Australia now. What? She is a uh, awesome chick. She does, 
is like a bunch of stuff on Facebook. If you follow me on Facebook, you'll see it because I post it all the time. Um, but she is she's interested. How'd you link with her? I found her just by Google and stuff and trying to find people to talk to for the podcast. I thought it was something I really wanted to do um, and talk to somebody in that uh, area because I didn't know anything about it. So did you have her on here and she was you were asking her questions and she like knew the answers? Yeah. Well, she was she was she called in. Uh-huh. And she was like, she was like, my thing doesn't really, she was like, my ability doesn't really work to where I can predict the Can't future. just turn it on type shit. But she was like, but I can definitely like pick up energies and things like that. And that's where I said, like, you know, I just started when I first talked to her was like, if I start thinking that I want something, I'm going to get it. If I just keep, keep working at it and going after it and you can get derailed on that momentum really easily. Like you, if you, and, and if you stop pursuing what you're doing you're literally just shutting that momentum down and you can't keep it going forward totally and my thing is is i'm immediately and the the thing that's helped the podcast is shane because he like re-energized myself because i was just kind of doing the same thing over and over thinking you know this is going to eventually hit this is going to eventually yeah hit. yeah but with him it's like actually pushed me to like go music. out and get stuff and actually well, i think like so when i say like-minded people and you say energy i think those two things are the same thing they are and i when i when i think of like-minded people i also think about another person's energy and having the same kind of energy and both having uh the same kind of goals pushing towards the same stuff. So that's what I see. And like I said, I'm glad that we can help each other out. And, um, it's cool to have another goal with somebody else that has, you know, we both want to do the same thing. And I like he, when he, you asked him what his goal was earlier for the podcast, Mm -hmm. took the words right out of my mouth. And speaking of goals, we actually sat down and talked to each other about our 2018 goals. And I just want to let you know, we've already checked off a couple of them. Purchase a camera done it's right there and we're on facebook live purchase a camera reorganize the studio and decorate the studio took the blankets down it's not as uh it's not as lame as it used to be and shadow already informed us that he's going to help us get some sick art behind us right here and make it look real cool and maybe even uh make our dream of having two cartooned uh shane and juices i want that so i do too i do too yeah yeah yeah. Um, Take more pictures with guests. We'll be doing that today. Mm-hmm. Um, more writing, which we've already done too, because we've I've written down our ideas for. I've this, kind of failed on that for one this, for this year. <laughs> you guys yeah. have like a vlog or a blog? I mean, like the, a blog. This is the the podcast has its own page, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it's thelipsin dot com slash juice in the morning, and then <clears throat> I want to build community through Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. That's going to come into talking with Shadow here because he has a lot of ideas on that. And it's kind of weird that we made that goal and then not, what, a week later, talk about energy and energy things happening and for momentum and shit. And then he comes in here and the first thing that comes law out of, of his mouth is like, let me tell you about how to do that. For so. real. It's a law of attraction, man. So so with that, like I was going, though, with the um, the interview that you had, how did you how did you link up with those like people? I brought that back. That was tight. <laughs> Very nonchalant. Um, so how did I link with those people? Well... Um, musically, I had done a song with a rapper named Caskey, and mm-hmm. Caskey's tour manager at the time was a guy named Face, and Face is kind of synonymous within that community. Like, he was a tour manager for a couple different major, well, semi-major um, musicians or whatever, like traveling tour manager. Yeah. And he has a local studio, and he's got the 
I guess maybe like a similar, not a podcast channel per se, but like a YouTube channel mm-hmm. where he interviews pretty much all the rappers that he messes with Hell or whatever. Yeah. I always wanted to be one of those rappers. I never, it's not cool to ask for a fucking interview. You no. Know what I mean? But it yeah. organically happened and he came in one day and he was getting tattooed by one of the artists at my shop <clears throat> and he saw we had the toy drive and we have a saw that toys and that's over so, that was so cool. That yeah, was dude, bad. That, that, that picture where you pan out and show all the shit that you got for people mm-hmm. is insane, dude. I couldn't thank even you. begin thank to you. think of where to 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 like figure something out like and that. And that changes people's lives. You know, I, I agree fully. The community did it, man. All I had to do was tell people. I feel like so so many people in our community just kind of feel like anybody that's not fifty years old and rich are not trying to give back to people. And I feel like as soon as I figured out there was the problem, enough people were already watching me and like paying attention to me via social media. And as soon as I went out one time and I went downtown to the Hardee's on uh, East Washington Street, I guess. Yeah. And um, I did the under the bridge thing with one of my clients and she was out there trying to like feed the homeless. And I was like, oh my God, like I don't know you could go feed the fucking homeless. Like where yeah. do we do this at? So I went with her one time and I... I I saw there was like 50 homeless people lined up and I was like, this is crazy. Like if I would have known this, I would have just grabbed, you can grab stuff from your garage. You can grab any fucking thing you well, want. That's kind of what I was going to say is like, uh, and like, I'm not saying like one person's trash is another person's treasure. Literally in the sense that like that old, literally coat, that old coat you got hanging in your closet that you haven't touched in three years. Give that to somebody who really just so needs that's what coat. I told Facebook. That's what I told Facebook. That's what I told Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter. And when I said that within like a week, I'd hopped on there and there was a kid that had showed up with the, with on the homeless day there was like kids out there i was like there's fucking homeless kids in our in our town like if my clients knew that my clients tattoos aren't cheap no and when my clients come through i feel like i have some of the coolest fucking clients ever and they've all got kids they've all got families and shit so i was like man if i told my clients that there were kids out here that needed help i'm sure to god that some of these clients would have stuff in their garage that they would just give to these kids and i feel like it's different if you're thinking about trying to like help the homeless problem quote unquote it seems like such an unsurpassable unsurmountable goal but if you're thinking more of like there's one 10 year old kid in our town that is this height and this weight do you have anything for him yeah I'd have like 1,300 things. Yeah. So within like a week, I had 400 items at the shop by just making one post. And then within a month, I had like, within two months, I had 4,400 items. So I took all those and I went out and I tried to take them back to that same place. And the place, I'd realized the flaws in that place. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, maybe I'm going to go try to go out and find specifically kids and kids and women, that yeah. been, like battered women and stuff like that. So in doing that, I met another lady and she took me to this other place. And that place didn't feel positive to me and it didn't yeah. feel like it was, I wasn't connecting with it. And it was a bunch of really negative stuff that I don't want to shed light on anything negative. Yeah. But I'll just say, if you guys went out there, you'd be like, oh my God, this does not even feel like we're helping the homeless. Mm-hmm. It didn't even feel like homeless people. It felt yeah. like people were just scavenging whatever. Yeah. So I took my clients that were, and, and as soon as I told my clients, I had like 10 clients that went with me and I had literally probably a hundred bags. I mean, we're talking yeah. full size, 30 gallon garbage bags full of like, some of the shit was designer. There mm-hmm. was like damn near brand new shoes all the way over to like used, just whatever. It didn't matter. Yeah. You know, we're bringing it. We laid it all out. So when I was in my attempt to go find the right place, I'm tattooing one day and one of my clients worked at the Children's Bureau. And I was like, what do they do with the Children's Bureau? She's like, well, that's where all the CPS families and all the, you know, like when your kids get taken away because you're on drugs, then those kids go to CPS. And then when a mom dies and there's nobody to take care of the kids, then they go to CPS. And I was Mm -hmm. like, well, how many are there? She said, there's like 8,000 a month. I was like, what? Jesus. I was like, well, I got 4,400 things I can bring out there right now. So So she tried linking me with them. It took me like six months to get the Children's Bureau to realize that I was... Yeah, a legitimate person. I was a viable resource of stuff, and now and then since then, I started teaching a class. I teach an art class at the Children's Bureau once a month. Hell yeah, it's fucking that's awesome. It is so awesome. And I'm going to start teaching a class at the 
there's like another at risk center for like kids that are like even more that have been through a lot more. We'll say mm-hmm. that that can't be in the same vicinity as yeah. kids that haven't been. Yeah. You know, more of like a physical Understand. endangerment or yep. whatever. So I'm going to go start teaching there one day a month too. So the thing is, in doing that, then last year we did the toy drive, and when we did the toy drive, it was kind of aimless. It was kind of like, all right, they just have to be twenty dollars toys, and you'll get fifty percent off your tattoo. Yeah. So I, we we reached four hundred toys in like two months. It was it was awesome. But then this year I was like, well, why don't I connect it and make it art supplies? Mm-hmm. So it would be like a twenty dollars art supplies, a twenty dollars toy that is art related. Yeah. So then that way when I teach my class to the kids, I'm teaching like fifteen kids a month. I'll just give them these toys. And when I get done with my class, and I'm like actually giving it to the kid and teaching them how to use it, or just connecting on like on a person to person basis, and. Bro, it was so, amazing. So just in the couple of years that you've done it, it's already evolved into like yes. it evolved weekly. It's, it's like, fucking awesome. Like I'm not weekly. gonna like I'm not gonna lie about that. Like that was not I mean, obviously when you do the podcast, you don't like expect you don't really have expectations because you want to keep it open to whatever. Of course. That's freaking awesome. Like mm-hmm. that's the universe has guided me where to do that. That's dude, crazy. I feel like the universe showed me where it the, the need was or I guess the like where it was needed, where yeah. the energy was needed, and as soon as I told my clients, it wasn't like I'm trying to get like I didn't. I've never asked for a dollar, and I've turned mm-hmm. down money. You know what I'm saying? Like people that would be like, "Well, do you need any money?" I'm like, oh, "How about you just go buy the stuff you want to contribute yeah. to it?" I don't ever want to get it misconstrued. This is not a money thing. Yeah. This is not like a you know when you think about non for profits. There's like this non for profits, a multi million dollar non for profit. Like what the hell? How one are you? of the first ones is the the goodwill. Like I mean, goodwill makes shady. so much money so off of shady. what they what they take in, and they they do go as that non profit. Or you heard about all the stuff like in Texas when all the um what do you call it? When all like the flood and all that shit was happening, and you heard yep. that like all these people are donating all this money, and then the places they were donating it to, which I'm not going to name, but they were just not getting the stuff to the people. Like how fucking shady? Yeah. Because because if you read the fine print of the non for profit, there's a lot of like loopholes that allow the person that's running it to get rich. Oh yeah, like, and to benefit from it. I mean that's where shit. that's where yeah. I mean I don't know if we really want to get into it with Joel Olstein. Yeah, and then that, also, yes, that's what I'm talking. I don't about. know if we want to get into it with the like Trump and the shithole countries, but Haiti is been continuously fucked over by the Clinton administration. That's like, I mean, that's not the only reason why they're that. where they're at. But I mean, like the Clinton administration went into Haiti to help them and ended up like really. I mean, this is all here. Like, is it hearsay? When yeah. he said, she said, yeah. but anyways, it, it's, yeah. it's basically people saying that they embezzled a lot of the money. That's how oh, they yeah. got rich is because they got all of the support sent in from the cash and everything like you yeah. said. And then they it exited the country with, with the cash. You should keep your eyes up. Um, did you hear about <clears throat> Pizzagate? Did you hear about all that stuff? Hmm. Oh, did you hear about Pizzagate? No. I the only home brother. So the Pizzagate scandal was... What do you call it? What's her name? Uh, Hillary Clinton. Yeah. They in in her infiltrated emails. You know what I'm talking about when they when all yep. of her emails disappeared conveniently yeah. or whatever. Yeah. When she deleted that shit. This was on the Alex Jones <laughs> podcast, so I don't know if you can Infowars. Uh, yeah, Infowars.com or Infowars. That's right. Yeah, I don't know how much. Uh, I don't know how much you put behind how much validity you'd put behind that, but I to be honest, like the proof is in the. Yeah, there, there was, was enough proof. There was there. like a bunch of stuff recently that kind of like proved him right. So there was a couple of pod, p- couple podcasts I listened to that were like, "Hey, you kind of like can't ignore him, 
because only some a fool of the, would have cause, ignored because some of the stuff he's saying is true. They're he was like, the one that uncovered the fuck Bohemian Grove. Yes, yeah. yeah. I don't know if you guys know about that. That's definitely that, something I want to get into yeah, for sure. We should yeah. talk about let's, that. Let's, yeah. let's, uh, I brought it up. The finish the Pizza Gate and then let's do the Pizza Gate. Yo, they found this thing where they where they infiltrated some of uh, Hillary Clinton's emails and they had found all these like senators and like statesmen and I, if that's what you call them congress congressmen gentlemen yeah <laughs> and they found out that they were talking very weirdly about like pizza like make sure you deliver that young pizza oh, with shit. the something something oh, cheese God. on it and the anchovies make sure the anchovies are blah 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 and talking real fucking suspiciously and what they'd found was all these kidnapped kids that had been oh lord bro the congressmen and all these people were inf- were were receiving said you see where I'm going with this? Said so then, pizza. bro, bro, and that, and those were the things that she hid, and that's why they were trying to say that she had hid all these um, emails and shit like that because she was privy to this knowledge. And then, of course, she denied it, and Alex Jones busted it wide open mm-hmm. and showed all the fucking like all the proof of it or whatever. So what's crazy is that the Bohemian Grove is the secret. It's like the secret meetup place in California where all of the all these same heads of state and congressmen and all one, of the one presidents. Percenters. Uh, type shit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and all like the richest people in the world meet up before any big decisions made, before nine eleven, before before any major catastrophe happens or whatever. Mm-hmm. They all meet up there, and what they said is all the local townspeople in that area. It's in the redwood forest in in California. You can't get in there unless you've got military. You, the Clearance, military guards yeah. it with fucking war weapons. Yeah, and they've got skulls outside. You can see the skulls, like it's like and the skull and bones, like secret lair or whatever. Alex they've got Jones a thirty foot tall. Straight it, snuck his ass in there. So and crazy. That's Dude, one of his probably videos. claim to fame of videos. Yeah. Um, and what I remember of the video is basically him, um, like he he walks up and there's this giant owl, a thirty foot owl that they pray to while listening to Alistair Jones. Yeah. Or Alistair Crawley. Yeah, but what, so here's the trippy part is that if it's not all trippy, the trippy part is the the townspeople in the area in the Redwoods where the Bohemian Grove is at is how tied the two things together is that they say that at the Bohemian Grove, they'll watch all these like Asian kids being brought into this place and yeah. they don't ever come back out of it. And sacrifice. so what they've deducted is not sacrifice. They're giving these children to the crooked congressmen oh. that are... Ugh. You feel me? Which is why I've always kind of thought that too. And even uh, I think True, Dete- the True Detective even kind of. I love that. Um, not necessarily in the sense of like that high one percent, but there was like people that were higher ups and just insinuate yeah. in the state of whatever that yeah. were basically there was like a child molestation ring. Let me and, see that and see if I can fix. it. And that's there. what they're saying. The child molestation ring is is directly connected to all these people in Congress, and which is that's so shady. And these are the people making decisions on our behalf. And I'm curious as to why, and you may know this is why. Why is like uh, why do all these like one percenters and all these people that are in government like what's the correlation between that and and child molestation like why is that such Probably a their pre- lack of control the prevalent thing or do you think they just get to the point where they're so powerful that like oh I've done this this and this and now I'm going to move on to even from a psychological standpoint I feel like yeah but on the same note if if you can't be a congressman and be creepy with a with a grown up woman of your own of your own stature because yeah. then she can tell on you and she's got enough on you. You gotta think these creepy guys are they you know, they've gotta hide the evidence and how you're gonna this is just like deductive reasoning, but if you think about it, uh I don't know, man. If you think about it, the mind of a crooked person like that doesn't make any sense, but from an outside perspective I mean, a kid wouldn't be a kid that you're gonna end up killing when it's over. It can't tell your t- tell all your horrible secrets. That, and that's kinda what Alex Jones was inferring was sure. just that like 
and it was foreign kids that didn't speak English in the first place. Yeah, it's so shady. Dude. I, I also even, so that, and then I could also see them like, oh, it. I've done. So, so what do you think is actually like going on with those things? Like, I mean, what what's the reason for what they're doing? Like, I mean, from I, what sta- from what from, from the Bohemian Grove? Like, what what are they actually doing in that area? Like, what is you it know, a ritual is a ritual for a reason. Yeah, like like doing these ritualistic things is how they reconnect with their. Well, they they act like Alex Jones acts like it's a like it's a almost like a satanic devil worshiping ring, which is so which is so crazy. There's there's a book I read that's it's completely fictional, but it's a it's a book basically where uh, <clears throat> a guy, if you get yourself really close to death, but you like keep doing it over and over and then you find this like space and they call it liminal space to where you can literally separate yourself from time and space. This isn't flatliners, is it? No, it's okay. it's called um, like it. it's called Rant. It's a novel by Chuck Palahniuk. I love it. Oh, oh my love, god. Yeah, like, like uh, yeah, so Fight Club, and, Fight Club uh, what choke. Yep. Yeah, yeah I read and both those. I got a signed copy of a uh, Fight Club. And he nice. he wrote he wrote Rant, which is the the whole book, I'm not going to ruin it, but basically they get to this liminal space and then they all of the leaders and all of the like super wealthy people in the world are these people that have like figured out how to get through that space and then also if you kill the person that created you so like your dad like if you kill him before you're born you become more powerful you become immortal like you have no limits on space and time so you can move through time and that's i know this is way out there but this is like a badass book honestly i know it sounds way out there but i i think that it's it's when you read it and then you go like the craziest and the coolest part about it is is Chuck did his research because there is like physics that they that I've looked up online that like talk about this space and like how theoretically it could happen. Obviously, it's You're not over here plotting. Not real. Go back in time and find my yeah, like, saying. Like, so I can become immortal. Yeah. And, well, and you did say earlier yeah. that you won't find my podcast now, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> but no, and then that's he what never that, found it. Oh they, shit! They, they create. They think of these people as the people that do the. Um, they they decide the direction of how people are going to go and, like the time. and yeah. yeah and like that's what they think of like as the high end people and that's why this like whole bohemian grove thing makes me immediately think of that book because it makes me think of people that have gotten to a, a weird status that they do have control over the free in the, world of, in the essentially 60s, in the 60s when the bohemian grove first got like uh, broadcasted about if you watch like the documentaries on on YouTube about when they first uncovered the Bohemian Grove before Alex Jones did it as in like the 90s there was like when they first found it it was at um who was before who was I guess one of the presidents in the time maybe God bless it I'm so was bad with Bush or one no of the it Bushes? was before that it was oh way before, before that no maybe like one or two or three before okay that. I don't know one of the God bless it I have no clue what, yeah. which president it was but they Carter. showed they. No, but they showed one of the ones. It wasn't Nixon, but it was like around that time frame. They okay. showed him like infiltrate, not infiltrating, but like talking about the Bohemian Grove. And like somebody had gone in there and said that there was something to do with like, oh, no, they invited one of the presidents because all the presidents have been there mm-hmm. and they've co-signed it, which is why they think it's this like high society. Well, I mean, obviously, it's all these heads of state. But once the president's there, it's a different it's a different animal, you know. Yeah. So when they found out. So then they invited one president and he wasn't comfortable with the homosexual activities that he had seen in front of him. And he went back and they somebody had interviewed him. And then they like the like the person interviewing him brought up. So how do you feel about the, so since you hate homosexual activity, how do you feel about Bohemian Grove? And he went off on a tangent and was like, I'm not, I'm not down with this. I'm not down with this. And he uncovered it. Well, then that obviously stayed out there. And then there was like all this counter, like 
press or media that was trying to like downplay what he said. And mm-hmm. then that's probably what struck Alex Jones to start looking into it, you know, so yeah. many years later. And then Alex Jones infiltrated it. He tried doing an interview the right way and they kept blowing him off. He went out there. They wouldn't let him in. So he went back out there with his camera crew in the middle of the night and they snuck up and he was able to see the sacrifice. What they do is they do a ritualistic sacrifice. They bring all these heads of state and all these like, so like if you own Google and you and let's just say Google because Google this probably happened to Google yeah. thirteen years ago instead of right and we've now. We talked about companies that there's like three or four, or five of them that own everything. So those people that so own let's those say, things. Pri- but it would be prior. Let's say to own everything. Yeah, you would go to this thing and you would say, "All right." It's almost like when they say you don't go to Harvard for the for the degree. You so go to it, Harvard so you could be in the room okay, next so you, to the guy that will run the world later on. Yeah. So basically, you're becoming a power. You're all, you're you're, you're no, already powerful financially. Yeah, but now we're going to give you the power to make the decisions on a global you're, scale. You're starting to become noticed as a power, obviously financially. Of and course, then, and you're coming up in the game, and they're like, "Okay, this is what you do." Or if you we need to, to make point. the big decisions in the world. Who do we need? The people that make the most money that are also in control yeah. of. All right, you employ twenty thousand people and you make $20 billion a year, Yeah, why don't you come out here and see how we pray to our higher power? Right. And then you go there, and then the thing is, though, just like with if you ever watch the Skull and Bones movie, they show like, did you guys ever watch that? With uh, uh dude from Fast and Furious? No, but my... Yeah. No. Skull and Bones didn't have that guy. Was it Was it the... It was the guy that played... Uh, was he in it? Wasn't it? Wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> the jock guy with the blonde hair. Uh, what, I can't think he of died. Him, <laughs> The guy that died. Yeah. yeah he's yeah. very Paul, nonchalant. Paul, like Paul Walker. Walker. You'll, you'll realize I'm right. Paul Walker. <laughs> yeah, Paul Walker. But then yeah. the other dude is a very less known actor that you've seen in a few things that's oh, in a lot of like Dawson's childhood. Creek. Yeah, 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 yeah. You didn't want to say it. But I, no, I just don't childhood, know Childhood uh, favorites. You're about to say <laughs> oh, yeah. I saw that. But I just knew Paul Walker was in it, but I couldn't think of his name. But I do know that guy, but I just don't know anything he's in. But mm. yeah, I, Skull Crossbones, I get it. <laughs> At one point, they're about to duel. They do the duel what, and all no, that what, stuff. The yeah. part I was going to mention was the part. So what they did was they made them all obviously like sign up and do their thing. And then what, what happened was they like made each one pretty much witness. So what they say when they get into like the 33rd level of masonry or like even on the mason level. Which I'm sure you guys are probably, probably Masons or something. You never know. But. <laughs> no, I'm, uh, I'm yeah. definitely not. What they say is they make you like either do or witness some really like creepy gay stuff or some like they murder stuff. They incriminate you. But they do it on camera, but they don't. you don't realize you're on camera. And then if you ever try to go against them, they pull it out just like evidence. Like they pre-get evidence yeah. on you. And so, but then they make you do some crazy stuff too. So like, yeah, it'll be like some weird cloak dark cloak type shit so this is what effectively everybody that goes to this skull and bones joint or whatever you call it uh bohemian grove which is effectively what the skull and bones movie was kind of about was just this higher power 33rd mason all these guys are masons also all the people at bohemian grove but that's the thing you already got to be it's all hand in hand so does this have a tie into the illuminati this is who we're calling the Illuminati. Yeah. Okay. This is, yeah. That's, I'm, which I'm glad we didn't start like that because that would have made it sound stupid sure. and cheesy. I was going to say if, if some people might see it as not the same thing. and then The Illuminati just, just means the illuminated ones, a.k.a. the ones that are glowing because they've sure. got the power. You I, feel and me? I, was just yeah. cu- I, I was curious to see if that was your take oh, don't on get it. Yeah. Started. But, yeah. but, but point blank, so what they do is when, they, when Alex Jones uncovered it, what he shows is they're, they all have to wear these cloaks. And Aleister Crawley was the person that made like the satanic cookbook and the satanic Bible and all that shit back in the day. And he had these weird like incantations he would do on recording and shit like that it sounds real creepy i mean obviously it sounds creepy as hell so they're playing this so alex jones you, you can only imagine he's like drooling like oh my god this is you know like my big break yeah. and he's like out there and he's got his camera crew and they're like laying on the ground in the freaking forest and they're recording and it's a 30 foot tall um hor is it horace mm-hmm. or or 
You know what I'm talking about? The, um, I think, I the think Greek he, god horror, or yeah. it's the owl, the owl yeah. god. Yeah, they're I think praying you're, to the owl I think god. You're right about that. There's a fire, and then there's like a lake, and they're praying to the owl god, and then they come up to him like almost like a like a pyramid kind of thing on the sides, and they walk up on this like plank, and they've got a freaking like a coffin, and they're supposedly sacrificing a body. What they've said later on is that the body was either already dead or it was like a mock up. Or yeah. a, but my God, what's the fucking difference? If you're, either way, if you're it's listening to this weird. evil, but these are the people that are running the. These are the judges. Yeah. These are the Could you imagine someone like in that position and being on live television? Like it was a dead body. We were only sacrificing a dead body like while someone, listening to the guy that made the Satanic cookbook while praying to a thirty yeah, foot yeah, yeah. owl. Yeah. You feel me? And they're all probably pretending to be not of uh, of Christianity, or they're probably all pretending to be something that is very mainstream, so they don't have to ever look like they're part of the shit. But and how how long do you think this kind of stuff date backs to or dates back to? As long as we say the Illuminati dates back to this mm-hmm. is just like maybe the physical representation of it in America oh, yeah. right now. I mean the the being part of a special secret society has, has existed since time. Yeah, like or since we've been able to record history. I mm-hmm. mean, there's no reason or the reason for. I mean, the from the history classes that I've taken, the reason religion exists is to govern us as people, so that yeah. we don't just kill each other, moralistic and, and destroy and destroy our entire like surroundings because humans are considered the most vicious volatile thing to ever, to yeah. ever live. Right, because there's a good because we kill everything. There's a good get. percentage of people if you didn't give them some kind of moral ground like that, then they would just be doing whatever they want. Yeah, so right. then and we still do. So then, oh well, yeah, the, but you got to think how many people that don't because of morals, yes, so, or religion. So then let's think it, about like same shit. Think about fraternities and the Illuminati and the Masons. That's just more powerful people getting together so that they have more power and they can extend their life and make sure that everybody yeah, around so, them that they so, want to extend their so life. So even in the smallest thing is like a, bloodline. a yeah. college fraternity. Like, uh, no offense to anybody that was in a college fraternity, but that I shit, was briefly. That shit, can get kinda, <laughs> that shit can get kind of creepy. Yeah. Like, they're like yeah. real ride or die. Like, yeah. And those are the days they had the most fun. So even 20 years later when they're all excited about being a fraternity, it's like still like that's you know what's up yeah i don't know throwing up throwing up little uh sigma kappa whatever yeah, yeah. gang signs yeah, yeah. pretty much the elitist gang signs they are exactly yeah exactly if you think about it that's there's no difference between that gang and maybe the police being a gang and maybe the maybe not the police well, but i'm another, saying it's all just gangs of different affiliations this is a completely different like we've jumped to a completely cool. different I'm subject cool but that. it's awesome and it is it is the tribalization of us as, yeah. as humans but because, i want to talk about something cool that i just thought about is like so i can't remember i think it was um biggie but so a police killed or is it police that killed Biggie is that it's Biggie that, and Tupac yeah or, I don't know. well I thought, at least Biggie yeah. yeah so there was an elite task force in Los Angeles I don't know the name of it but they actually were the ones that were so deep undercover that they were actually their own gang and they were into like you mm-hmm. know actually, you misunderstood that but okay go ahead yeah well, the Rampart scandal was when so, yes, the Rampart scandal was when they caught all the dirty cops that were actually robbing the drug did you ever watch Training Day yeah, that yep. was about the Rampart scandal. Okay, so training day and Denzel was effectively like one of the ones that was like the high up or whatever. Yeah, the Rampart scandal was, but they busted it, and it was the same time. It was those same people were involved in the Tupac and Biggie thing. The reason why they couldn't break open the Tupac and Biggie shit and like make it part of it was because the same reason why Biggie's mom sued the Los Angeles Police Department for like forty million dollars. She ended up winning for a million dollars because she proved that. So all these videos that you see of like Tupac and Biggie getting killed. 
or not getting killed, but like the day of and all this shit. There's all these like behind the scenes, like videos and shit like that of it. And you're like, where the fuck did this come from? It came from the cops that were already watching him. So these cop, there was like these hip hop cops, AKA these crooked cops were like following both of these guys around the whole fucking time. And long story short, how the hell were you a cop already at the scene? And yet you let this person that you've been following for a year now, get murdered right in front of you. So that's different than what I was saying. I was saying that they actually, the Rampart people or the people that carry out the murder of Biggie. That's not the Rampart scandal was, was, the Rampart situation was that 62 out of the 90 Los Angeles or like the Compton police were not only so crooked that they were murdering everybody and stealing all this stuff. You were making it sound like they were elite. They weren't elite. These were like the degenerates. You feel me? Elite police officers or the yes. Okay. The police. Yes. Only it was the Rampart scan. Only thing I'm trying to point out is that the people that killed Biggie were part of this group that was the Rampart people. Right? They were the crooked cops. Yeah. 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 That, that, yeah. yeah. At least that's what. Yeah. My bad. No, you're yeah. Good. So, yeah. But when you say elite, it almost makes it sound like they're a task force instead of being like the crooked cops within the other cops. You feel okay. me? Yeah. And then when the one, one of the cops, uh, Oh, God, I know his name. Yeah, not by any means like running the city or anything like that, but definitely doing like in the terms of Rampart. Like, well, when I think of elite cop, I think of somebody that's like one of like the behind the scenes because he's able to be trusted with bigger, bigger shit. The Rampart scandal was when they found out that the cops were actually doing all the dirty stuff from like training day. Yeah. Like they were, they'd find a drug dealer, realize he had all this money and they'd kill him, steal all of his shit and then, and then do a big bust and only bust like 10% of yeah. the stuff and keep the other 90% yeah. of it. Honestly, the only thing I know about the Rampart and you, and you told me that it was Rampart and I didn't yeah. I was trying to get that out of somebody because yeah. I didn't know. But basically is that they were started off as a group and they basically took money and drugs and uh, and and got to a point where they were being extremely illegal and those same people were the ones that had to do with the killing. But they don't necessarily they didn't make it sound like they were doing it together necessarily. It was just that it was just so many crooked people in that organization. So so in within that organization there was so many dirty cops. A couple crooked cops or one crooked cop that led to the death of Biggie Smalls. What they say is that it was Amoju Ajabi, which was one of the cops that killed, which is the cop that they say killed Biggie or whatever. And then they say he was working with Puff. So then when they did this whole thing, there was this movie called The Murder Rap that just came out like maybe a year ago. Right after Biggie's mom won the case and got a million dollars from the Los Angeles Police Department, there's a, um, what do you call it? This murder rap thing came out. What they did was they pretty much the Los Angeles Police Department hired one of their cops to make a almost like a fake reinterpretation of the story where they busted and they tricked one of the guys that was supposedly with the guy that killed Tupac that night. They tricked the other guy that was in the car with him into saying not only was he in the car, but he killed him. And then the guy that they're blaming it all on died. So then this guy got immunity for saying that he was part of it. And just so they could name somebody that was part of it, because up sure. to this point, there's been nobody that has that has been yeah. caught. Well, because the cops were the ones that were part of it and the cops and it maybe it wasn't the cop that pulled the trigger maybe the cop watched him pull the trigger because this was the guy he was doing dirty dealings with or whatever it's so intriguing bro when you that's what like, I was going to say so clearly I don't like you, uh, like what you, you just said you knew enough to yeah, yeah, bring yeah. it out yeah but, but I like what like I just found this out the other day from a different podcast in my brain as of a month ago I always thought that no one they never found out who killed either of them so when I was anybody that knows knows, but anybody that, that doesn't and that's know. awesome to me, and yeah. I and I just kind of got the gist of that only like a month ago, and and yeah. you even just saying the stuff that you said it was like, it's cool to know a lot more information about it. So <laughs> yeah, it's fucking lit, man. It's crazy to know that like the and cops like got away with it more and see like the you know like the specifics of it. They're still releasing false stuff where they show you know what's crazy. They, there's this new technology that's coming out right now that 
which I learned from a podcast. Thank you, podcast <laughs> community. Yeah. Um, this elite, they're elite. You got me saying elite. There's this new technology they've got coming out that is equivalent to like a like a blood test. Okay, you know how they can go back and like go back through cold cases. And um, they can open up a cold case and do like DNA from like a time they couldn't do DNA. Yeah, so right? they were, say there was like a rape or something, and then years later, say like in eighteen hundred, they blah, took blah, the blah. DNA and then they kept it, and then years later they were able to solve that case because they had. Let's the, say they scraped under the lady who got rapes fingernails, sure. and, and then, there was yeah. something there. But in the eighteen hundreds, they, they couldn't did. do shit so about they saved it. it. But now they open it back up. Yeah, yeah, they'd keep a culture or whatever. Mm-hmm. But let's say now they'd open it back up and they could run it through their DNA kit, and find out who the person exactly was. was. But since all those people are dead now, there's no reason to do it. Well, now they've got this thing where they can do that with bullets. And they say that each bullet leaves a specific imprint on the bullet from the gun. And each gun. it back to the gun barrel. So what they said was all the people that they claimed killed Biggie and Tupac um, were already charged with all these other like um, murder. They were already murder suspects from other situations. So they'd infiltrated all their guns, all their shit. But can like you that, only right? trace it back to a gun, though, right? And then the gun owner, and not necessarily the person that pulled the trigger, is that. This gun is the owner thing, and this is where the guy that was doing it didn't have enough knowledge of the street, which you obviously did just in conversation just now. Was he said, and this is why some of these guys are going to have to start using throwaways. Well, throwaway is a gun that you use one time and then get rid of it, yeah. And you got it on the street, and it was already dirty, already had bodies right. on it. So you get a fucking dirty gun, kill somebody with it, and get rid of it, and put it back on the same street you got it from. But some of these guys, yeah, but if you killed multiple people with that same gun and then they said, all right, we found this gun casing, we found this dirty gun on this guy already and it had, and this bullet killed this guy. And then you're trying to say that that same gun is the one that killed this guy, but this gun was already in police impound at that same time. Then you can trace it back to being like, all right, all they want to do is prove that it's not who they said it was. Right. Because the police pinned it on um, Orlando Anderson that killed Tupac, but, and then conveniently he ended up dying two years later. Mm -hmm. Well, they had an analyst go back over to his interview where he says, um, I'm the one who killed Tupac, or I didn't kill Tupac, and da 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 And they show him, and like he's looking up, and you can see he's getting guided on what to say. Oh, and sure. they show him like looking over here while he's doing it, and then they're like da da da. What did you blah blah? And they, you know, like, you ever see that lie to me show? Mm-hmm. They break down a, a liar into like small. So like, if you ask me a lie right now, I would like blink. Maybe like yeah. weird, and or then I like look to the side. They which, have like which those are like the easy. Those are the, I look to the side all the time because they have they <laughs> because have they say part of your but like your cerebral cortex. Part of your like if you're, you're lying, you'll look recall. up here where where yeah you recall over here and you make up over here. So yeah. if you look over here, yeah, you might do that often, but you also do that if you're lying about something. What they said is, but they show it and they pause it, and then the lady's interpreting it. And she was like, "Look, you see this little." So when they ask him, you know, are you sure you didn't kill him? And he kind of like partially smiles and then yeah. he denies it like yeah. okay so imagine if somebody asked you if you killed the person everybody in the world thinks you killed are you gonna smile yeah fuck no you wouldn't but it's a subconscious <laughs> thing he doesn't even realize he's doing it and you don't catch it as a as an onlooker because right. it's a millisecond but if you pause it and, a, and an analyst is looking at it it's right fucking there yeah. Some oh, interesting, I, get, I love this shit I'm dude. so interesting yeah, yeah. Talking about it a so, so i don't know if you guys have ever watched the id channel uh-uh. It's just like basically like cold cases and shit. Like they have a sh- whole show based on cold cases and just murder shit. Like all that. It's all just that basically. Yeah. And they had this one on the other day, and I could not believe it. And I, I, uh, it was called the Golden Gate, uh, the Golden Gate Killer. Yeah. And this was a person in California who he raped over fifty people. He would go into their. Ha- this is back in like the seventies, I think. He would go into their house, tie them up, take the guy or the children in the other room, rape the girl. Oh my god! And he did it fifty times. And then he started getting to where he became the killer was he used to just be the um, South Side killer or something like that. Or no, South Side rapist, sorry. Okay. And then he started graduating to killing people. 
Uh, he just randomly killed two people on the side of a sidewalk one day. And then from then he would go into the houses and he would start killing people. So, um, and then I think he killed altogether like 12 people and they, ne- and the thing that bothers me is they never found this dude. He's old as shit now and they never, That's the only part that bothers you. I mean, obviously the other stuff, but those, <laughs> just, just those are kind of givens, I feel, yeah. you know, but Touché. so they, so he kills these people, but like I looked it up because I'm, I'm a, I don't like to wait. So I looked it up as the show was on. I was like, oh shit, they yeah. didn't find this guy. Yeah. He's and, my neighbor. <laughs> and it's just crazy to me after all these like rapes and all the DNA and all that stuff that goes into that. He killed, he ends up killing 12 people and you can see where he, like he may have had some kind of job and he was working his way. Like, so he had a whole bunch in one area. And then he say he had to like commute somewhere, and he had them all along this highway road. Jesus! And it was just crazy how you're saying the dead bodies were. No, he he committed uh, rapes oh, cr- and murders oh, along crimes. this um, like highway. Yeah, because yeah. he was just commuting somewhere, and we're like, oh, I'm here tonight. I'll just I'm go off. Real quick. And- okay. Have you seen the most recent uh, season of um? What do you call it? Um, if it's not on Netflix or Hulu, probably not. Because I, I don't have cable. I just watch like straight like Netflix. Like I'm I'm rewatching it in uh, honor of the tenth anniversary of Breaking Bad. I've been rewatching Breaking Bad. Show. So seen, good. Okay, so the new season of American Science Horror bitch. Story. I love that show. <laughs> have you seen American American Horror Story? Uh, I've watched like four episodes of the, the most, whole series. The most recent. The most recent season is called Cult, and it's all about how. I did hear uh, that. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? What's the president's name? Oh, Donald Trump, our bitch ass president. Yeah, um, he, uh, yeah, our president. They show how they pretty much like reenact, like it's almost like a characterization of him, but as like the young dude that's on the show, Damn. and they show him like, and he, he's got like, and he died, his hair's blue, and he's like crazy, and he has his parents like dead up in the upstairs. Long story oh short, God. but he's able to, but he's able to incite people by. So what he does at one point, so what he does is just to give you like a breakdown. So he. So he knows he wants to run. No spoilers alert. No, nothing uh, crazy. Yeah. No, this is like a, pre, a pre, like just in the cool. preface of the show or whatever. Yeah. So in like the first episode, he's trying to run for town senate before eventually running for for the president or whatever presidency. And he um so so he has his sister who's in on it with him. She her and her her dude or whatever they have their fo- their camera phone and they go over like let's say thirty feet down the street and he goes out in front of the hardware store and there's like maybe fifteen Mexican guys. And he yells to him, and he was, and he's, and he, and he pees in a condom, and he fills the condom up, and he's like, "Hey!" And then he yells out some racial slurs to them, and so they, and then as soon as they look up, and he's like, "Yeah, you blah blah blah." He throws the condom and gets the piss all over him. So they go down and they beat the fuck out of him, and she starts recording when they're beating him up. So then he gets beat to the ground by all these Mexicans, and then the next day they go and they interview him, and they're like, "Sir, you know, like what happened?" He's like, "I'm a God fearing American, and all I want to say is they need to be deported." And da-da-da, and makes a, and then he and then he oh runs for gosh. senate and he wins because he had sparked a racial riot yeah, yeah and and the whole time they're making they're they're playing it off of like our president like this mm-hmm. is kind of some of the little so you you can for sure tell that it's, it's yes sim- and do you think yes. that that but I was you saying, imagine watching that shit as him, I'm sure he doesn't just sit down and watch but imagine like finding this shit out is about that me and like the same way all these other shows are about other shit too so yeah, yeah, yeah. so what okay so then but the reason I brought that up was because the next so like on American Horror Story they'll have like ten different stories going on at once and then there'll be multifaceted things that are going on within like ten or fifteen people but then they'll time all together by the end of the show and like all, Magnolia or whatever that movie was I never watched that but they'll Steel make it Magnolia. like you're watching like I never watched that but you, they'll make it to where you're watching one movie but it's been broken down each chapter is a different person and then at the end of it they're all one you know yeah so then um long story short they show these like women and there's like maybe 15 women and they're like very feminist and very like and they're like murderers right but they they build up to becoming murderers and they end up being the zodiac killer 
Oh my god! But what they did is they show is the Zodiac killer was put on a man because at that time no woman would ever be a murderer, and they would. But that was the problem. This is why they were feminists trying to fight to. They were doing it, and they were off killing all these men that were like perpetuating all. So they they caught a guy trying to trying to rape a girl, trying to push a girl past her limit, and they murdered him like ritual sacrificed him and shit like that. (laughs) And then and they were like. But then the, and the next day in the paper, it was Zodiac Killer Strikes Again, and it was a man that they kept insinuating Damn. it was. So they kept trying to leave hints that it wasn't a man, and then they found out that there was a man who was claiming it to be him, and they went and murdered him. Um, but what I'm saying is, Damn. so maybe all this stuff that you're talking about, like this one guy did all these killings, maybe it wasn't a guy, or maybe it yeah. wasn't a... It's crazy how, like... Well, the thing is, there's survivors from it that, that the oh, guy went in there and, like, told, like was in there, you're like, I'm gonna fucking kill you, and, like, oh, told him... gotcha. So, and they're like... like so this one was a like, guy. There's, like, there's an interview, <laughs> and the lady's like, and then he came in and raped me, and I was like, Jesus, like, that's some... And she's, like, older now, like, she's, like, in her 60s, yeah. and this happened back in the day. Bill Cosby? Yes. Well, they're getting ready to come out with that new film that is the like the Strangers Two or something yeah, like that. And my my wife, do you think it's stupid? Yeah. My wife like is terrified by that because that? The, because it's, it's the whole idea of a person comes to your house that it's and completely does creepy shit to random. you. Like it's it dates it back to like the whole like the the old style of horror movies where they like. You know, a guy like the whole scream thing. Like, what's your favorite scary movie? Like, no, these, like, no, this this film, The Strangers. They literally break into a house and like torture a family and like kill whoa. each member of the family. And at the like one of the <clears throat> one of the best best lines that my wife says like freaks her out the most is the one of the main characters like asks, "Why are you doing this? Or why did you do this?" And the answer is because you were home. And that was like, that's the only reason. Yeah. Like, and that freaks her out because she's like, that's something that could easily just like happen to me. Like, yeah. somebody. Well, just, I think that that's why it's so scary is yeah. because it has to do with like, like the only thing you have to think about to, to occupy the idea of this movie is just being at home. There was a home that's invasion. That's why it's on scary. The there was a home invasion off of 71st Street not that long ago, and it was like an older lady. My ex used to wait on the lady at the pharmacy, I guess. And it was like an older lady, like in maybe her 60s or 70s or whatever. And they home invaded her and raped her and robbed her and stole all of the stuff. Christ. And, left. Dude, and I, like you could, if you're really just going to rob somebody, you could easily rob them. But you're just really going to go in and like, you just ruin this person's like entire life. Yeah. That and like on a, a little bit of a lighter, more joking, I know. No, that's not something to joke all about. times this is no time to joke i know but i'm just saying like, like how about it, them colds <laughs> no, it's, it's weird that like like young like whoever's breaking into these houses are like raping old women like yeah you know what i mean that's that's a, that's it a really weird, weird. Like, i don't understand yeah look, were you, you know there for the money or were you there for like the creepy shit or yeah, like yeah, what, that's what i'm what, saying like what, what made you do both yeah yeah i don't understand exactly. the two like, things i've together. always thought like because you always hear these things on tv like eight year old woman gets raped i'm like Who's doing that? By an eighty-year-old guy. Like, like who was? And then you ever think to yourself, like you're at a gas station and you don't know anybody's like what's going on inside their head or who are they, who they are behind a closed door. So you could be a, like, how many? Have you ever thought about, like, man, how many times a day have I passed someone that's Whoa, done I've never some thought fucked of that. up shit, what like, or you, someone that's maybe you're thinking it? <laughs> no, not I. No, I I, I agree with what you're. Killer. I agree with what you're saying though. Is like thinking that people are evil. Like you're walking by, but. But it's what I've talked about before That's where scary. I feel like I feel like everybody has some some darkness <laughs> inside. Well, that's the premise I've always based. Because I think everybody does. Basic. I don't think I don't think it matters who you are. Like I've been questioned before, like, why won't you let so and so watch your, your daughter? And I don't mean family members or anything like that, but I've always had <laughs> nice like, disclaimer. But, <laughs> Not you, grandma. <laughs> <laughs> no, but and then and I just tell them because you don't know who, who anybody is behind a closed yeah, door. I've seen sure. people that are completely 
act completely normal to your face and then find out later that they go do weird shit. And like, that's exactly why I yeah. won't. And butt toucher. my daughter's been alive <laughs> for three years and she's been watched by five people yeah. ever. So yeah, at least then you can narrow it down if there ever is an issue. And then yeah, whoever that, I mean, not just like, I'm no, I'm no badass by any means, but if that shit ever goes down, I'm a, yeah. I'm going to become yes. the Indiana ritualistic murder. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm done be... messing with the Facebook thing. I'm just turning it off. So Good idea. thank you for, thank you for uh, being on Facebook live, but yeah. I'm tired of messing with the camera. We'll figure it out and get better at it. It's later. not worth it. America. Yeah. We're, we're, we're join the audio podcast. All right. Thanks for tuning in. It was really hard to like, like navigate that. Cause it kept just zooming it. Well, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that I can mess with it to where it won't zoom yeah, in on stuff. But I, since I had a long, just like, the whole time, on, that's what I'm, that's what I'm going to do next. Yeah. Yeah. For, yeah. Like from this point, you're yep, and turn off the, uh, what I was trying to tell you was just looking, I know we're still on, but you were just looking down. I was about to say like, if the camera's on, you should still be looking on. You know? Well, I wasn't talking, but I had to also look down at the, are you either going to be here looking down or here looking down? Cause I had to control uh, the thing and it wasn't, we, you need another yeah. person. Yeah. Yeah. We do we look at somebody for free to just sit there and have, Kidding me? I'll find you somebody tomorrow. Sweet. <laughs> For sure. Go. I got a guy. Yeah. The juice is loose. The juice is loose. <laughs> so so let's let's uh pull back just a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Yeah, we got brooded. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. hard not to get into and know, we do. a thousand things. We, get, we get into it. Um that. but let's get back <laughs> to a couple of uh friends of mine's questions that have like posted them and sent them to me through uh text message. So when it comes to tattooing. Okay. I know that there are trends. Okay. So what do you feel like the younger demographic trend is right now with tattoos? Because, for example, what I've seen online a lot is is people getting a lot of tattoos that they see from the Internet, from Instagram, and but they don't put a lot of thought into it. That's just kind of the cool thing of the day. How do you feel about that as opposed to somebody that puts a lot of time into it and that kind of thing? Um, I think the days of... This is a good question. I think the days of picking a tattoo because something like crazy happened in your life. Yeah. I'll get phone calls all day long. Or I'll be at like a store and somebody be like, how much, how much do a sleeve be? <laughs> I swear to God, how much do a sleeve be? I'm like, um, a sleeve be a bunch of separate fucking, that's like saying, that's like going into a store and saying, how much is a wardrobe? Yeah. Or going up to like a fucking uh, a house. What do you call it? Person that sells a house. Realtor. A realtor, a realtor, and saying, "How much do a house be? Like, what house are you talking about? Right. Like, like, is it a small house? Is it a big house? Yeah, that, like, how many rooms? Where's is it at? Yeah. What? Yeah, exactly. Are you even going to be approved for this shit? So that's the, but that's the thing. Like, if you start looking at, so like a lot of these like rappers, well, that's the thing. Right now, hip hop is running the 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 popular consensus of the youth. You feel me? Or like it's it's where the the visuals are created for the youth right now. Mm -hmm. So like, so the rappers that are young right now, or even the rappers that are old, little Wayne was a multimillionaire and had dog shit tattoos. that were like line drawing on top of line drawing on top of like your, uh, it was all words and names. And then like, it'd be like a symbol and then it'd just be on top of them. Like, you're like, how are you getting another tattoo in the same area? You've already got five tattoos. So that's the thing they, because they want to look tattooed now instead of be wearing tattoos as badges of honor. Yeah, like my my wife and I were actually we play this game. It's we call it the YouTube game. It's not really a game. You can't win, can't lose. It's basically we just alternate picking YouTube songs like of of whatever you want to listen to. Like that's literally I I like to do it in a group of people because it's awesome. Because you'll have like maybe four or five people pick a song. 
the next person in line literally has to think of like what's the most the song you want to hear the most right now and then they play it and then it kind of like gets like it evolves because some people will play somebody will play hip hop and then somebody else will think of a hip hop song that they like. You're saying a song on YouTube or a just what do you mean YouTube songs? Like just literally typing in the title of a song okay, into okay. YouTube. So you'll either get a video or you'll get um, just like the picture and the yeah, lyrics yeah. or whatever. So basically you go through and you just play them. And it's, it's such a, it's such a fun thing to get to know people too, because like I said, I'll play, say I play, I don't know, Ricky Martin cup of life. Like I know that's a really <laughs> ridiculous song. How do you even have that in your, but because <laughs> of the guys that I uh, talked to from the smug cast, gotcha. they, uh, gotcha. they, they make fun of me for that song. Nice. But, um, but anyways, long story short. <laughs> so you pick a song, pick a song, but we, I picked a Lil Wayne song from when he was um, with juvenile yeah. and the video came up. Lil Wayne is not tatted no, at all. Not like at he's all. completely strange sight. It's and it's so weird to like see him completely different than the now one he like looks like one now. Shadow, what do you think about people like Instagram stars? Like, uh, was it is it Boone Gang and then Extension and like the yeah, Boon Gang? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm gonna make sure I sound as white as possible when I say these things. <laughs> You're white. That is dope. Yeah, I, I'm I'm getting good at that. He says I I could pull off dope. So dope. Yeah, I just say it really like that's dope. It's on its way out too. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you. Not if I have anything. Yeah, not if I've got anything to say about it. 2018. I'm gonna have yeah. to learn a whole new slew just of the fact slang. that you said that's on yeah. its way out. I don't know what's yeah. in or yeah. out or anyway. Oh, so good. I'm just kind of winging nope. the whole thing. But anyways, how that's do you it. how do you feel about those kind of people and what they're doing to um, social media and if it's is it a good or negative or positive or I think the irony that tattoos are connected to that to like the stupid shit that is the social media trending shit. It's crazy that now like okay, all the basketball players are sleeved. I feel like the idea okay. If I can be like the the old school tattoo guy, which I've never been in my fucking life. It's <laughs> ironic that like there's even like a back then versus a now kind of thing. Is it back then? I remember when I first got my job at the shop that I'm at, that I own now, and the guy that had worked there, who's a relatively prominent tattoo artist right now, he had a bunch of crappy tattoos from when he was a kid. They weren't crappy in theory, but they didn't look like they'd been done recent, and they were like blurry and they were like real bold. And to everybody else, he looked like a fully tatted son of a bitch and everybody loved him but compared to the stuff that i had at the time i had nice more clean more in focus tattoos and he was like you young motherfuckers got all these badass tattoos you didn't have to fight for them you didn't have to work for them i'm like you're fucking crazy i had to fight for every one of these had to work for them i was like i paid probably more than you did and da, da, da. he was like well back then i had to go through twice as much pain and sit for well it's ironic now that it's been you know how eight years later and I, my tattoos now I've gotten a lot of those tattoos removed and got way better tattoos that were mm -hmm. way more expensive and twice as painful but the <laughs> irony is I fought to get each one of these layers and sessions every one of my tattoos has got five layer five sessions per chunk I've got 30 hours in one arm and it was 250 an hour damn. Yeah. So, but these guys are calling on the phone. Like, how much is a sleeve? Like, they they don't give a fuck what they're getting. They care that they can get it in a day because yeah. then they can look awesome on Instagram or awesome yeah. on because to them it's the visual that they look like and not what the fuck it is. I do feel like a lot of people will probably call up and they're like you're saying is their 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 goal is is like how much of my body can I cover up with a, without a paying be? the least yeah, yeah without much? paying the least amount and, of money and, and that makes me that makes me also want to ask what is the most cliche tattoos right now. For I women, and, I mean, for I women and men. Even throw out, I don't think it's like that. If though. there is a cliche. I don't think it's like that. I think the cliche is they found a tattoo that there's 20 million people with the same 
concept. It's yeah. not the tattoo. It's the concept. Yeah, okay. Like I've tattooed a lot of feathers. Mm-hmm. A feather might mean something different to every single person. But yeah. if you go to Pinterest and type in feather tattoo, there's literally thousands and thousands. Yeah. So they'll come to me and be like, do your own version. Well, then I get to have fun. I'll make it unique as fuck. Everything I do is one of a kind. Like and Not to literally. sound too deep, but like if it means something to you, then fuck everybody Who gives else. a fuck? Exactly. I completely agree with yeah. that. On the same note, that's like saying you can't have a blonde wife because everybody's got a blonde mm-hmm. wife. Well, like yeah. that doesn't mean your blonde wife isn't a specific person that has blonde hair. I like that. I like that passionate view of it, too. Is, because, is there something because, great about having a tattoo that nobody else has that's really, really unique? Yes. But that doesn't mean every tattoo is going to be like that. Yeah. And the theory of what it is can be different than what the actual application of what it is. You could have you a fucking me? Mario's face on your arm, and that can mean something entirely different than just Mario's face. It could be the thing but you as long with as your dad you know what it, died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As long as you know what it means, that's but all that matters. But if that fucking Mario's face is on every single person you went to school with and everybody you see on TV and everybody on the internet, then you're, then you're depreciating the value of being unique. Mm-hmm. And I feel like... So even so, people come to me all the time and they'll say, "I want this." Every single nowadays, people don't come in with ideas. Eighty percent of people, if I can just generalize, don't come in with ideas without a visual. Which I'll ask them, bring some visuals, bring some reference pictures. Well, Pinterest went from being like the cheesy thing that your chick was on to being like the reputable source for the best tattoos. Yeah, which you guys might not know that, but that's literally where it's at. So if you go to Pinterest right now and you type in sleeves, you could find like pages and pages and pages of like model looking people with badass fucking sleeves that they look like they came to the artist with ten thousand dollars and said this is what i want i don't care yeah. it takes me two years and you're looking at the picture of it all done and healed and it looks fucking awesome yeah so yeah. people will bring a five thousand dollar tattoo to you and say i want this well they only got three or four hundred bucks and then they just so say how much this sleeve be how much do this sleeve be? <laughs> but for real for real and then i'll sit down with them and show them all right there's no way you're going to want to afford this but what i can show you is this one piece right here that sits at the top of it i can give you that for three or four hundred bucks yeah and break it down for you in, in two sessions of 200 bucks or whatever the, the bigger picture is people are coming in with pictures of people that are already tattooed so if you think about that that's different than it used to be too because back in the day yeah but see back in the day flash is what it's called when you flip through a flash rack at a tattoo yep, shop yeah. and there's the picture but nobody knows that i talk to people every day they don't know mm-hmm. that people that watch ink master and it's called the flash challenge don't know that it's called that because of yeah. the flash <laughs> on the wall of the tattoo shop something i've learned about just getting tattooed in general is that like I think my viewpoint was very much what you're talking about when I very first walked into a tattoo parlor and someone who's been tattooed multiple times now I kind of like hey this is what I this is what my idea is can you help me with my idea and make it something and 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 you want them to like and like if he says you know like whoever it might be whether it be shadow or anybody else they say hey like this is cool, but it would look better here. Or it's going to be hard for me to do this this way. And I think anyone should always take that into uh, consideration. Bec- or, the the or, trick is finding the artist that you want, that then knowing their style and their ability, and then asking them how they feel about this specific yeah. piece. And the trick is to find a piece that represents the artist because a lot of times artists will lead you away from what you want just because they're not good at it. Mm-hmm. But if but that's kind of what you want if you think about it and because I, you don't want somebody that's not going to do justice yeah, to exactly. you. And I think if someone's just gonna, if you're going to walk in with something and you're going to say, I want this right here, right now, I don't want you to say anything about it, and they do that, that tattoo will not look as cool as if you walked in of and course. said, hey, I would like to have this tattoo Please tell me where you think it would look best, or if I can get it in this general area and how good it will, like how good can you make it look? I've That's had a barber go. for seven years. Motherfuckers go to great clips every day. Yeah, I will. Same, I will wait here. for my barber for fucking a week until he can get me in. I'll pay so twice my as much. Hair is 
long as shit because I just haven't had the time but to go you, there. But you got a barber. You yep. you probably tip him twice as much as yep. you would somebody at Great Clips. Yep. You don't question him when you go in there. And when you go in there, you talk about life. You don't talk about him not fucking up your haircut. Yeah. Because he already knows what to do. And that there's nothing better than a clean, like the straight yeah. shape with, yeah. the, feeling. with the blade. Oh, my and God. And that's who yeah. I am for my clients. Yeah. And that's what, but see, that's the thing. If you go to a one size fits all tattoo shop, they've got pictures on the wall to pick from. My shop doesn't have any of those pictures to pick yeah. from. Everything we do is custom. So it might take you an extra day longer mm-hmm. to get it done because you got to come in to meet somebody make sure but this is something forever have you have you talked somebody out of one every day like like a specific like is there one that you're like dude don't do that when girls come in with like an overbearing dude and they want his name tattooed on them i'll wait till he's in the bathroom and i'll be like look you're gonna fucking regret this I'll that's risk, a, that's that's a real answer. I'm a real mother, I like I'm that. A real motherfucker, I like bro. that. I'll, but the, here's the thing, though. My that's a good you, I, that, my loyalty and my integrity is not based on money. Yeah, you can't sway my my integrity based on you wave a million dollars in front of me and ask me to do something that that takes my integrity away, mm-hmm. and I'll be a guy without the million dollars. But well, I'll I also have my integrity. feel like he has enough respect at a shop. If 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 she were to even tell that dude, like, hey, he just said this to me, that dude ain't gonna do shit because it's his shop and yeah. the people shadows well enough well known enough in his shop that he like when he's in his shop I feel like he's pretty well respected in that even if that girl told that the, but the reason that, I'm respected like that is because I've been that guy even when I wasn't when mm-hmm. I was at Artistic on on 31 which is a popular tattoo shop for you people in Switzerland um, <laughs> popular tattoo shop in our town or used to be until I opened my shop up um mm-hmm. <laughs> just <joking. laughs> um it was they have like so here's the, this irony they've got fucking flash racks that are lit, they've got the biggest flash racks you ever saw they're like fucking maybe eight feet tall and each one of them has got just under like a hundred separate floating like you know let's say golf ball to softball size tattoos on them and you pick each one and each one so this might be a 350 dollars tattoo that's like softball size at this shop um, on this day by damn near whoever walks up. If you ask three artists in there, they're all probably going to give you a, a very guesstimated price quote that is, you know, this one might tell you 325 this one might tell you 375 this one might tell you 350 but you're staying within this realm, right? Well, the thing is, that same piece of artwork is in every tattoo shop that is like this kind of tattoo shop. Mm-hmm. So you are literally, and it's been, and, they, and when they buy this flash piece of artwork, they paid $100 to $200 per set. There's 10 in a set, right? So you're going to want to get your money off of that 20 times over. So They to, never take that shit off the wall. So to, every to shop play, around the world to, has it. To play the devil's advocate here, if you were to go, do you think that those flash arts, because I do, I personally think that they um, do serve a positive purpose in some shops, and that like you could go in there and say, well, like, you know, I, I have like a jump idea. off point. Well, I have a ta- I have an idea for a tattoo and I saw this thing on the wall. I never really thought of it looking this way. The problem is flash artists don't like changing the shit. Yeah, because they're not original artists because they're making more money not having a soul behind what they're doing. Yeah, right. If you so ask, well, I'm so a custom guy. I like doing I'm I'm not. OK, if so you were good to find like a happy medium, you know how much money somewhere? you could make if you wanted to be a doctor that didn't have morals. You know how much money you could make if you were a lawyer that didn't have morals. Because you'd be like, fuck, bring me your money. I don't hey, most, most lawyers don't have morals. So imagine if you were one that like owned it instead of denied it. If you're it. a lawyer out there, I'm sorry. but yeah. Saul Goodman. <laughs> better, call, better call Saul. That's Saul Goodman. So, I never so, thought, heard that until you just said it like that. That's great. But I'm saying, like, so so most tattoo artists don't give a... Well, I'm not going to say most of them because I'm I'm related to a lot of uh, amazing ones that do give a fuck. But there are there is like... The whole old school mentality of tattoo artists that are like shady, on drugs, will try to like... 
just creepy, the creepy vibe. You feel me? Before the tattoo TV shows, that was what a lot of people thought tattoo artists were. I would always get like, oh my God, you're so much more normal than I thought. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, and we start looking crazy because we're hanging out with tattoo machines all day long. We end up getting our fucking face tattooed. <laughs> so we start looking more the part of what the creepy people think or the people think the creepy shit is. But in a lot of tattoo shops, look, if your light bill is due and it's 250 bucks, somebody comes in and they want a $150 tattoo and you don't have any fucking money and you're like, well, fuck, they don't know what they're getting done. I could, I could tell them it's two. 270 mm-hmm. and then and then when they say oh, I've only got 250 you're like all right I can do it for 250 and you give them a 150 dollar tattoo for 250 bucks well they didn't come to you specifically because you're not a custom artist you're a fucking flash artist yeah. so then they'll do that well that's the that's the that's what that's a common practice in most tattoo shops yeah. so and they're not charging you hourly they're charging you per piece yeah. and the piece is already on their wall so they know how to give you they know how to manipulate it well it's that that mindset that left everybody in in Indianapolis there are people i could name you 100 people with shit from this one flash set that was really it's called cherry creek mm-hmm. and it was super popular back in like the fucking 80s and 90s and everybody's parents has it and they all got charged an arm and a leg for it because there's no soul behind it because yeah. you weren't buying art from it when somebody comes to me they're buying my art yeah and they're like hey i wanted you i went through i have 7500 pictures on my instagram all all tattoos so you're going through all my art and you're like i want you you're amazing i love i love what you stand for i like your colors I like da 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 I want to represent my mom that died. What can we do? And mm-hmm. I come up with a concept with you. I come up with a placement with you. Da 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 da. And I draw it for you. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna overcharge you on something. You've just given me this huge compliment. Yeah. But that's and, not what you find in most. And shops. that like that leads me to that question of how how do people uh, figure their rates or how like is it based off of solely. What you think you can do, or is it? That's one of those things that is kind of like an industry thing that you, you know, when you're asking me things I wouldn't talk about. No, that's fine. But I'll explain why. I would just think I like, just my like my assumption because of the tattoo that I got as a cover up. It, it ended up being <clears throat> he told me this is how much it's going to cost, and he was like it's going to take about this amount of time. So I just roughly broke it down in my mind of it's probably about a hundred dollars an hour in California. Tattoos are two if not two and a half times the price they are here so we'll say when i go to california and because of and tattoo the, out there because of the like the price of things up there are higher or the demand assume. no or, no or because not, no because or, the or because of the talent there. or no no uh, okay no. because yeah. no because when i go out there they book me at double yeah yeah because i know the price of living there is like way higher there and that's is it solely based off of that then the price of living is based on the lack of space yeah, or the lack of availability, or the amount of people that want to live there. A two bedroom apartment in California, in in um twenty three hundred dollars, Orange County. Yeah, it's like it's over. It's between two and three. Yeah, yeah, and it'll be smaller than the smallest place here. Yeah. So the thing is, out there, if you want a tattoo out there, you're looking, you're looking several hundred dollars an hour, and that's just like a general a general game plan. Yeah. If you're going to somebody that's a special that has a specialty, then they're another fifty to a hundred dollars an hour. Yeah. And they probably work slower because yeah. their specialty and you know what? You don't need a thousand people to want you, you need ten people that can yeah. afford you. So that's the so that's the thing. It's yeah, tattoos but but as a general game plan, tattoos are priced based on complexity and based on based on uniqueness and yeah. based on the prerequisite time it's gonna take to make it. And the more in demand the artist the more they usually charge yeah but that's a that's another thing I mean, about that's me, just that's just like supply and demand though i mean see i don't charge more because i'm in demand and that's why i have i have 8500 clients mm-hmm. do so you ever be, base a tattoo off or the charge of it about how much you don't want to do it no no, no but i can be excited about almost everything <clears throat> and if there's something i don't want to do i have two people in my shop that specialize in things and you're the I kind of person if someone else is excited about it you're excited about it. i swear to god yeah, yeah i can tap into their energy i'm mm-hmm. a i'm a their adrenaline will feed me 
empathetically. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I love it. I know this is a, a probably a silly question, but how did you get your, your name shadow? Oh, such a long story. <laughs> uh, I was, that's a long one. I was, <clears throat> it was a nickname based in Arizona where I grew up at. Everybody had nicknames. Yeah. And it was like a fucking, I was the only white guy. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of like a play on words, right? Mm-hmm. It was like a, yeah, it, yes. So, and then out there, everybody had like tag names and mm-hmm. like gang names and shit yeah. like that. So there was like, everybody was like, it was like a Mexican neighborhood. It was mm-hmm. like all Hispanic Latin culture or whatever. And some black, but there was, there was only one other white family and they were like, like the dorky white people and not the fucking, <laughs> yeah. And I was, it was, yeah, but it was kind of like fight or flight or not fight or flight, but like if you, you either were down or you got. Or you got beat up yeah. type shit. I think I, I think it's some. It's a little bit of fight or flight in there. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, that's I think, for sure. I, I think in the context I was going to say, it, I didn't. <clears throat> I didn't mean it the way it could be interpreted as such. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but I was a down motherfucker, man. So I so I fought to be part of the part of it instead of part of out of it. So so I definitely went um, when I was a kid. I definitely tried multiple times to have a nickname. I felt like a lot of people you can't did do that. Yeah, <laughs> I know, and I didn't know that at the time. I was oh, ten yeah. years old. And I'm like, call me this, and yeah. everyone else was like, no. Right. But my favorite baseball player when I was a kid, his name is Chipper Jones, and my last name is Jones. So, and I played baseball. And so you're like, call me Chipper. Bro. I was like, call me Chipper. And I had one season where everybody called me Chipper, and it was dope. <laughs> oh, like it was dope. Yeah, I'm bringing it back. And so I was, su- so I was super into it. But keeping it relevant. Yeah, but I always that's cool that like you had a nickname. I've always thought it's cool when people have nicknames and like. It's cool that I got a cool nickname that ended up becoming relevant to my career. Yeah, the coolest thing I've ever I been called imagine. is like Jones. My last name is like, hey, Jones. Now, like, see, here's what's crazy. Listen to this. I got an artist that used to work for me that moved to uh, Vegas. And he called me up and he was like, and he's and ironic, he's from New Jersey. So he's like, hey, yo, uh, Shadow, uh, can I uh, ask you a question? Hey, how you doing? Hey, uh, hey I swear. And he, I was like, what is it? And he was like, so I'm thinking, uh, you know, I want to stand out when I go to Vegas. Um... I'll just stop that. I can't keep that up. But uh, <laughs> I'm thinking I'm going to start. Uh, I want to go by a nickname when I go to Vegas, and I don't want to sound like a complete douchebag. So, what do you think about me calling myself, you know, whatever? And he was telling me these couple nicknames, and I was like, bro, the only way this is going to work, I said, like, if you were a new kid at a new school, and you have, you've got to be so fucking confident to infer, to insinuate a new nickname as your actual name. Yeah. So that's kind of what it was, and I gave him that. So, but then on Facebook, this guy was, I was making people part of the Ink Family page. And I and some guy was posting tattoo pictures, and I was like, "Who the fuck is this?" And it was dude under his new nickname, and he had all these hashtags with it. And I was yeah. like, go, "You go, motherfucker! Yeah, go! Yeah, I was proud of him, kind of, because it's hard as fuck to." Can we hear the nickname? It was Sunny. Oh, um, that's cool. I mean, it was yeah. for for I don't understand where hey, he came sunny. from, but but the <laughs> hey, thing you is, Sunny, but his but his actual name was not memorable at all. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. I mean it, it, nothing stood him out. Sure. Right? Yeah. If you think about Vegas, like you gotta you have to have a bigger personality. That Probably. might have been another reason why I want a nickname so bad is because my name is Shane Jones, which is lame as shit. <laughs> or SJ or something like that. Yeah, I could... tried to do like yeah, I tried to do the SJ thing, but my dad's name is DJ and he got called DJ, so I can't be like, I'm SJ. Like that's <laughs> it's all this overthought is has already got you out of the mix. Yeah, well I was also ten. And then I'm, when saying, I was, when I'm, I'm saying at this point right now, if you made business cards and you put SJ on them and you yeah, introduced I'm yourself cool as such, Shane now. I'm just saying theoretically. You know? I think by the time I was twelve, I was like, "Nicknames are stupid." But then, yeah. you know what I mean. But if so, you had one, you'd feel like it'd yes, be your tattoo yes, right now. Yes, I mean, yes. I mean, see what I did there. The juice nickname just kind of stuck, and it's because people thought I didn't like it. So, so that's your nickname? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, and so like, that's why it's called him. Juice in the people Morning. People know him gotcha. as Juice. Yeah, gotcha. And it was, uh, it was my alter ego growing up. Like, 
I was, that was that was the one that uh, was partying and drinking and having a good time and always making sure everybody had a good time. The the Justin name you drink bastard. I kind of just enjoy. I kind of just enjoy. Actually, being I that. think I might try out uh, Dick Rider. Dick Rider. <laughs> I think it's implied. <laughs> it's definitely it, it's implied. Nothing, That's fucked just, up. Yeah. No, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, like I mean. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, you know, the juice is like, a, you know what that means, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like having the juice. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's a great movie with... Uh, I love that movie. Tupac. But no, but having the juice is like being on, being yeah. like the man. You yep. got the juice. And, and uh, like I said, the, the the time it was given to me, they they were like, you know, it was a coach of mine, football coach, and he was like, you remind me of a friend of mine that was nicknamed Juice, and then all, okay. the, all the other... Dickhead football players that I was like hanging out with were like, "Oh, you're fucking juice," and like making fun of me. And I was just like, That's secretly in my mind, I was like, "This is yeah, kind of dude. a cool name." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I and then I got I got lucky enough that awesome. that He's I was like, "Guys, stop! Please don't call me that." I hate when you call me that. <laughs> I like I got lucky enough that I I started like I I got into a practice where I actually did really well for a couple practices in a row. And then they like, the coach was like, Hey, you're going to be the starter. And I was a freshman in high school and they were like, you're going to be the starter. So you got the juice now. Well, in the grand scheme of thing, I think it worked out for both you guys because I had in high school, knew a couple of guys that um, had nicknames and they didn't turn out. Like I know a guy, his name was squeak. Oh, that and, would suck. Uh, he's a super cool guy. Uh-oh, yeah. Squeak, Really good friend of mine in high school, but just didn't have the coolest nickname, but super funny guy. You got to run with it, man, whatever it is. He, he owned it. I'll give him that. I remember there's a how point. Do you, how do you own Squeak? You just do. <laughs> he did it. You have to know him, I guess. Putting Shadow on my first business card, my very first tattoo business card said Shadow on it, and I feel like that solidified. Like, and and then people that I had known that didn't ever call me that. Have you ever imagined people telling people about you? Uh, like I've what? done it multiple times where I'm like, yeah, my buddy like, Shadow. And they're like, what? You I'm got like, a Shadow. buddy named Shadow? Yeah, that's like, yeah, yes. So I never it, thought about it like that. You gotta yeah. imagine like what, like their Bro, first I tattoo like, like three doctors, and these doctor, and they've in, they've introduced me to all the nurses and the Bro, the Children's Bureau. I'm Shadow. Yeah, like they don't call me, which is only more crazy because now Facebook has forced me to use my fucking government I name, saw. dude. Nobody calls me my government name, and Facebook has forced me because somebody. So I need to start forcing other people to call me juice because everybody yeah. calls yeah. me justin because no. i introduced window. myself they'll just stop answering when they call you justin <laughs> if you do that i feel like it'll go out the window just like dope yeah <laughs> oh shit you're no longer yeah but no i have to change the name of the podcast dude at the yeah. children's bureau like yeah justin shadow shade <laughs> you guys are fucking lame as shit <laughs> nicknames do this shit though man yeah. I, I'm, I definitely got lucky that it's something tattooed we do the Justin and Kelly and Shane Jones <laughs> we do talk the, the NPR when we do the judgment day thing and it's like Justin and Shane I'm just like that sounds so bad but <laughs> it's juice and Shane by the it, way do you do juice oh yeah oh, well you haven't you listened do. to it no. I obviously don't pay attention to fucking anything <laughs> but speaking right, of judgment speaking day of <laughs> Look at me. I'm I'm directing. Look at that segue. I'm the captain Look now. At oh, there you go. I'm the captain now. So we're <laughs> so we do we do a segment every week where we judge somebody in and either every a personal week he fucks it up yeah. by playing it too early or not fast enough. So we, we judge somebody in a personal life or a celebrity or of what, whatever you want to do. So here we go. This is not very loud. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Judgment Day with Juice 
and shame. Oh my god! I'm gonna start calling you chipper. Don't do that. I'm I'm going going to. It, well, now that I look at it, it's like it's you, only ironic I would have said that. Yeah, that looks pretty that's chipper like in the, that picture. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, extremely chipper. Chipper in the morning. If you don't so, get it from the baseball player, then it makes it just sound like I'm really happy all the time. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually change this up, and we're going to have uh, Shane start. Oh for, well, I have nothing. For, for I his, usually wait until you guys day. say shit, and then I figure it out. <laughs> all right. Well, then I'll I'll go ahead and um, I'll go ahead and do it. So the guy that I want to judge today uh-huh. is, um, I don't know if you're an NFL football fan, but if you watched the Saints and Vikings game, the Saints DB that completely whiffed on Stefan Diggs, man, that guy's, that guy's going to hate his life. And I judge him for completely missing See, and, and losing the game in the last 15 seconds of the game. Maybe I think it was 15 seconds. So, Explain what whiffed and so, stepped on. So, so basically, okay. So, so basically, what happened was there was only a few seconds left in the game. Yeah. The all the Saints had to do was tackle a guy inbounds. That's all they had to do, and the game was over because they were leading by one point. So, Case Keenum throws a pass to Stefan Diggs, <clears throat> the guy defending him. So, on the video, the guy defending him literally ducks down and tries to like hit him. But misses completely. Stephon Dix catches it, turns around, realizes nobody's there, and runs for a touchdown. Scores in the last seconds. Game over. Vikings win. So there's a few things that I have with this, but the first thing I want to say is that guy's going to remember this the rest of his life. Like sure. I mean, he's going to be thinking about this for. I mean, he might get fired. I mean, that's a fireable offense in my opinion as a as a NFL fan. Um, and also, you know, just make the tackle. They don't have to make the big hit. They don't have to. And why didn't he do it again? The 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 theories the theories behind it is is because I watched the video like I've watched the video like thirty times. <laughs> the 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 theory behind it is is the guy was going on an outward angle to so the guy couldn't get out of bounds because if the guy gets out of bounds, clock stops. They get another play. Gotcha. They get a field goal. Whatever. Yeah. So if he takes that angle. He stops him from going out of bounds, tackles him in bounds, game over. But then the, the the funny thing is, is like he the guy, the angle he took made him allowed him completely to. miss, so that the guy could catch it with without being touched at all and score. So coming from someone that didn't watch it thirty times and watched it two times, it looked like to me, which like I didn't look at it that many times, but that he didn't hit him because he thought the ball was still in the air, and if he were to just ream him then he would have but even trouble. then even then it's it's gonna put you at a field goal which yeah. i guess you could still lose that way but yeah it's a lot better a chance than and them scoring uh, a touchdown and it ending with the with no time on the clock so i'm gonna judge that guy I'm gonna, true, ju- yeah. I'm gonna judge the db rightfully so make the tackle form up like a normal tackle it's what we've been coached as since bush, we were kids bush league move right yeah exactly yeah. bush league I've never watched a football game in my entire life. Oh, my God. I don't it's, even know what these words are. I know what tackle is, theoretically. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, well, you can tackle anybody. Yeah, I mean, so I know what that is. Yeah, yeah. I swear. You're, well, like, naming these people, and I'm like, you really know everybody's first and last name? Well, that's I, crazy. That's I don't know, I don't know as much as I, as a lot of the people that I Oh, I know people have made it their religion. But, so yeah. he's but, in, like, a fantasy football league, and he, he is even on the podcast, um, had somebody on that does, like, picks for um, fantasy football and stuff like, like that. Like daily fantasy where you're trying to win money 
Gotcha. And to me, like I know enough about football where I do know what those things are, and I could probably name a player or two from each team. But there, there's people out there like your buddy, uh, and he could name every player on every team probably, and to know what there's their money Paul Longard, Pauly sleepers, and what their skills no free are, ads. and that kind of stuff. So that's <laughs> insane to me knowing that, or there's, like who won this and this year and shit like that. I can't, can't even who, remember who won the Super Bowl last year. Can can I can I use my judgment from the Pointless Discussions podcast? Well, oh, I, the basketball one, dude. That one was good. Yeah, I think so. So I also this, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a bonus judgment today. Um, this was on the Pointless Discussions podcast. This will just count. It'll right? actually release Tuesday. But basically, I want to judge Michael Jordan and his flu game. Because Michael Jordan and his flu game put us on this uh, trajectory. The flu, he did. He did oh, okay. I know who so, Michael Jordan so is. Michael, Michael Jordan and his flu game. Yeah. He, he had the flu. And yeah. It was a playoff game. He scored like 62 points and they won. So he still killed it even though. Even though he had he the flu. He played one of his best, best games ever. That's yeah, gangster. one of his best games ever. But the reason I want to judge him is, is he set us, on, <laughs> he set us, he set us on this this path of you raise now, the bar. Now everybody has to be yeah. on point when they have the Super flu or point. sick. And I think that it would be nice to just be a normal person and be able to like get sick and be like, oh, I'm just going to like be sick and complain about it and That's get like away a with it. Superhero having I extra also think on a, on, a, on a devil's advocate kind of thing is like that's exactly what we need in America. I sound like a punk. <laughs> To, for people to quit being pussies because yeah. like that's a I thing love, like yeah pussies. like he manned up when it counted and maybe since somebody else saw that some kid saw that when he was nine years old and now that guy is you know what I want to say though is I'm so good all the time that oh really God. when Anyways, I'm sick I have to <laughs> my half ass is better than your full ass <laughs> that's why you have no sick days <laughs> exactly <laughs> it has to exactly. use them all I don't have any I'm sick days. Kidding. I've never been. I've never had any sick days. I haven't been sick. And I also, I have been sick, but I also don't count being sick because I just push through and do my normal everyday. If anything, life. I do better when I'm sick. Exactly. Flu yeah. game. Except for, except for I don't have the flu game. Like I, like when I'm sick, like I'm like about average. Dude, if you have the flu, like you I'm shouldn't not gonna be go out and about anyways. I'm kind of confused. You sure like, shouldn't be better at something. What the fuck is that about? Exactly. Dude, one time, but I, that's why we're judging him because he's on another level. Well, okay, I mean, and I, he's putting all of us. On I that had level. somewhat of a flu game myself. <laughs> oh when yeah. When I was a kid, I was uh, like a decent pitcher before everybody got way better than me. But when I was like <laughs> in um, like seventh grade, was great. <laughs> a, yeah, seriously, it was like probably uh, your prime. Yeah, honestly, like. Chipper. You had a pretty good game there, didn't you? Yeah, so Chipper. I like sixth, seventh grade, something like that. I played in Beach Grove so, um, T ball or whatever, but it wasn't T ball. T ball! Not where you hit off the tee, but they call it T ball even yeah. when you're that. Okay. So, anyways. Coach's pitch. I, I, am I going to tell a story? <laughs> no. no passive aggressive there. No, no, no coach's pitch. Am I going to tell the story? Full pitcher and everything because I was the pitcher. But, anyways, yeah. I, had a re- I was really sick and I felt like shit and I had the flu and I popped a couple. Uh, you know, just like some flu medicine or whatever. That's what I was thinking when you said flu game. Maybe and he was on some kind and, of like speeded. And sometimes it makes you feel good for like four hours or whatever. So, Fuck yeah. So I took it. Shane was doping. Oh yeah. My God. Yeah. And then Can it I gave me story? enough to oh, Just forget it. Go no, Back to you. That's all right. No, you tell going. it better. Keep going. I was on my flu. What did you say? Doping? Yeah, I was doing That was the end of the story. Steroids. I'm addicted to steroids to this day. Because yeah. When sixth grade, I took steroids. Thanks to the flu. Yeah. That's it. I'm sorry. No. Is that really what it is? Yeah, it's the truth? Steroids. Yep. And you like him now a lot? Yep, and I'm... Uh, yeah. He's jacked, yep. listeners. Mm-hmm. It's dope, bro. <laughs> anyway, so to your judgment... <laughs> My judgment. Um, 
you know what? I've never watched a full basketball or football or baseball game ever. So my judgment would be a flu game. That's pretty related. fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He has more theoretically psychologically motivated. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's pretty crazy that uh, he was better on his off day. That's yeah. pretty like unrealistic and awesome at the same time. You got to wonder like what, what lets some people be so much better at something than somebody else is. I don't know though. You hear the thing about like Kobe, like doing. I don't know. Well, like, theoretically, yeah, maybe. But a lot you hear of the it. yeah. But when you hear Kobe, when you I don't know if you ever watched the Kobe um documentary, like the the official one, like the HBO one. No, yeah, yeah. Maybe. That motherfucker when they when they were saying how he was just like after he'd win a game, he would still be there the next day practicing oh, for yeah. like six hours. Uh, like same goes for Michael Jordan though. But it's I mean, okay. But how few other people have that same dedication to yeah, their craft? I mean, because yeah. I mean, pull, pick out. Uh, if, if the top guys have been Josh the top guys Gordon, because of that, I mean, he has all the physical genetics, but yeah. But you're also saying what probably ninety percent of all those people in those shoes, like Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, have are are uh, dedication, the work ethic, but as that, well as the, that's as awesome. well as the genetics. Yeah. That's I mean, all. I mean, I don't know. To me, that's crazy. That's awesome. No, yeah, it's great. I mean, the the th- the amount of things that go into the equation to make them that person is what's impressive. To you got to wonder if the same way that like a mom that watches their kid get ready to like get trapped under a car that can like have the superhuman strength yeah. of yeah. the car. Do we not have that if we can tap our minds into it? Mm-hmm. I just think like, like I said, the equation of all the things that go into make someone that like dedication, genetics, all those things have to come together in this one thing and make this person this like awesome, whatever they are. You would call that genetics. That's no, your own psychological. No I'm, saying, no, I'm saying genetics is one of those things that goes into yeah. it. dedication. It's a, is yeah. Another yeah. Thing. It's a, like Touché. a recipe. And then you add these yeah. five other things like punctuality or whatever you want to call it. And, yeah. and you put them all together. It makes a really good, and not you gotta wonder how much genetics tie into it though, for sure. I like think it's you, a large percentage of it though, for sure. And then of those people, the ones that have that mentality are the ones that go to the next. But we step. can also talk about people like Muggsy Bogues, like who's five foot six or whatever, or five maybe five. Yeah, or, or Spud like Webb. Yeah, All that, and those I know people, the short guys. So the, so you got there. You go. You, yeah. Sports. I connected because you know, you know I'm short. Yeah, so I disconnected. You got to think those people had to work a lot harder, and they didn't necessarily have the genetics. And that's that's even a cooler it's more story mentality. Yeah, to me than Michael Jordan or. Dude, if you think about the whole world, if you think about every single person in the grand scheme of things, there's nothing that Einstein had that we didn't have if we would have started off life That's with that mentality. That's even a quote of his, I'm pretty sure. Bro, I don't, I don't a, know the quote, but it's something like, but there's nothing we, I'm not smarter than anybody else. I'm just dead, or it could have been dedicated, or something along those lines. Because not, when he would have a thought, he would put 100% behind coming up with the answer to that yeah. thought, no matter how like obvious it seemed to everybody else that he was wrong. Dude, did you know that, that uh, Einstein, at 20 years old, had already done all the things that, that we know him for now almost yeah. almost all of them and yeah. he didn't get the nobel peace prize until he was 50 for the things that he was figuring out when he was 20 because he was jewish or because he was because he was hebrew jewish whatever you want to call it they didn't they wouldn't allow him to have the nobel peace prize they because at, the, they wouldn't recognize him and by the time they did he didn't want it he refused it did you there's the 12 part it's like a 12 episode um einstein like reenactment tv show that was on history channel which I can't believe I watch. I, I very rarely watch History Channel for anything, but it was literally told like, which is probably not very smart of me, but it was. It's taught <laughs> like a. As I said, that I was like I'm owning something I shouldn't be, but um, it's like literally taught like a TV. It's it's it plays out like you're watching just a regular TV show about yeah. a regular guy, instead of it being like some cheesy like reenactment. Bro, thing. it's so fucking awesome when you dude. This dude was out here cheating on his wife. He ended up marrying his second cousin. He ended up deciding, oh, one day, oh, I'm going to prove why we're why we don't fall over when we're standing still, or I want to prove why two things that connect are like the most random things that would never make any sense. He's in his class arguing with his teacher, so and he gets like in trouble. 
it's it's re, it's literally like you're with him from from ten years old until like fifty. See, I don't know if I would like that because they know specific facts about like yeah he dated his cousin this and that, but they don't know like if they're taping him have a conversation with somebody they don't know what they was said in that conversation. Well, they found well if you watch it you won't feel like that. I yeah. honestly believe that any more than say like watching a it's not like watching like their depiction of because when it, we were talking about like murder depiction. shows and ID and all that stuff earlier that's always my, wonder like that's, how the, that's yeah. my least favorite part about the show is when they show these like shitty ass reenactments where like the guys like and but, then and then she's like well the thing is there was enough stuff written about the about Einstein and there was enough stuff in his own writings and enough stuff in his own like sure. documentation that all they've pretty much done is constructed the story around it but but what was really cool is. Look, dude, I've painted ten pictures of Einstein. I've I've modeled a lot of my life after just like how unique of a thinker he was, and I've always kind of just felt very connected to his mentality. And when I watched this, I was like, I didn't know any of this shit. And if anything, a lot of it made me almost not like who he was. This dude was cheating on his wife, and she was so in love with him, and he didn't realize it until she she died. And then he went over went over and like fucked his buddy's wife, and like he was a piece of shit. But yeah. the, but what's crazy is that he was such a genius, and the things that made him a genius, he didn't even give a fuck about. And the things that made him like normal, he wanted more of. And it was like, but he was also so like obscure and random. He fell in love with his first cousin and had to lie about it for years, and then married her. And it, dude, it it's so random. But like if you watch it, it almost makes you feel like. There is no difference between an Einstein get, and a me. The he only, didn't give a fuck what people thought. He was this. He was the original Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a it's a thought that I've I've wondered before, and and I've written it in my notes on my phone. If if you're that smart, are you always destined to be unhappy? Because, yes, because I've because and then it makes me sad because I'm, <laughs> I'm always happy. So am I really? <laughs> am I, am I ignorance really is stupid? bliss, bro. Man, you took the words right out <laughs> of my mouth. Ignorance is bliss, like, bro. Like, like, am I just really dumb? Like, but no, I because think, you can also find happiness in the most mundane things if you look for them. And I also think that I, I feel like maybe I transcend that anger because I know how to make myself, yeah, fake it, fake it until I make it that I'm happy. Like, so even if if I'm not happy about something, I'm like, well, I understand that this is just a thought process that I have, and it releases chemicals. So I'm just well, going to start. Some fe- people that are even smart acting like I'm happy. Some people that are necessarily smart Deep. doesn't like make that. doesn't make them um, people that. So I feel like something that can be worse than just being smart, like knowing things, is what I think of being as smart. But then when you take when you have like a like a an active imagination that that can that's be negative. I feel like when you kind of like, okay. I mean, that's part of, I think with someone you would say that would be a trait of someone that is smart, but I think every like, but it's not quantifiable in a traditional sense. Yeah. So I feel like when people have an active imagination, that can almost be a negative sense and may even be correlated to being depressed and stuff because you are able to run the routes of every scenario. That's what I feel like I do sometimes. Like I go, Me I go too. to bed and I lay down and I think about. I'm a worst case scenario kind of guy. I'm like, whoa, what? Is the, and that's bad. Like, it's I don't called. Need to. You're focused on worry, and if you read How to Stop Worrying and Start Living by Dale Carnegie, what they <laughs> says is that 80 percent of the beds in all of the hospitals in the world are filled with people that couldn't stop worrying from taking over their. Uh, effectively, it kills your gastric system and it makes your like your whole stomach get fucked up. Because and you cause yourself ulcers because you're too busy worrying about all the worst case scenarios to ever make an improvement based on any scenario so you're too busy like overanalyzing all these what ifs and it fucking it fucks your mind but i also feel like it's helped me in the sense that like whenever okay say the worst case scenario does happen you've already i'm not surprised by it because it's already happened to me and i've already gone down every avenue and i don't just do worst case scenario i do other avenues too and i think of all the little different things that could happen and then when one of them does happen i've already prepped my mind for that you you just said it you just said it and i deal with stress well, like when I'm put into a stressful situation, I do 
well. I'm not going to say when it comes to sports and stuff like that, but when I've been put in weird situations, I've always not panicked and done surprise myself with the way that I've acted. And I think that's because I'm a worst case scenario kind of guy in the sense of where like I play out all these different and the first one I play out usually is the worst possible thing that can happen. What and the I, book says is that people that do that to themselves, even though that's a genius way to derive you're fine. Even though that's so like he's a very gonna intelligent do well, way he's to just do, gonna die soon. You're gonna do well but you're gonna do it with a frown <laughs> on your face because you're too busy accepting too many worst case scenarios. Yeah so but what I don't necessarily think I accept the fate of the worst thing that I thought. Here's what the book says. It says that people that think like I'm that I'm just going based off of but we all have the same issue because we wouldn't be able to have this many conversations that, that are similar without this mindset. Yeah. Like, but and that is an intelligence within itself because a lot of people can't even deal with what's in front of them, let alone mentally precede all these thoughts and then think about all these like worst case scenarios of said thought. So what the what the what the book teaches you is that there's a formula for beating worry, and it goes back to like World War One is when they first wrote it down. Um, the formula is you need to cal- you need to calmly state. You need to accurately state your problem in a in a clear sentence because a clearly stated problem is half solved. They say so. You so you state your problem. Number two, you need to figure out the worst case scenario of your problem. Well, you're literally said everything it is. Figure out the worst case scenario of your problem. Okay, number three, mentally accept the worst case scenario. Okay, I have AIDS. I'm dying. I have to say goodbye to all my family members, all my friends. Uh, literally, I'm dying in in one year from now. Number four is make. Okay, mentally accept the worst case scenario and then make improvements based on the worst case scenario so that when something that isn't the worst case happens, you've already accepted so much farther than what that worst case is Then you're like, you're like, oh my God, what do you mean? I just got the flu? Well, fuck, I I was ready to die. But I also don't feel like what I do is worry. I don't think it's considered worry because I'm just going through scenarios. But you just described the textbook formula of worry. I get it, but then I don't feel any kind of stress from that. I'm not stressed out about stuff. The act of thinking of all the worst case scenarios is called worry. I know. I get okay. So I'm worrying, but I'm not stressed out about worrying. If that makes sense, because I don't ever get like where I'm. My heart rate goes up, and I get hand sweaty. I just am just like calm. Versus him though, that's saying ignorance is or like the ignorance is bliss. Like I'm always happy because I'm always. Faking I just, it. I so just always better, feel like he, I'm on my way to doing the right thing. He's, he's on the next step. He's channeling and things out and, and um, working on the next step. Compartmentalizing things. Yeah, and putting them I have places. said that. I'm very yeah. good at I like, can do that if too. something's bad. It's just like, yeah, that's bad, but it's over here. And you can and, work three steps farther and, and work on a I'm different good, problem. I'm and, good with being in a good see, mood, even though it's I'm so. always like very like, if I'm not in a good mood, everyone can tell. If I'm in a really happy mood, everyone can tell. And I've noticed that there's people. That can like, I feel like it's you're almost lying to yourself when you aka act compartmentalizing like, act like you're in a good mood, but when you're really, but you're not. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's good for everyone. But it's harnessing could, an energy. You're harnessing the power. It is good that you're gonna be in a positive mood to everyone that you come into contact with, instead of the bad mood that you're actually in inside. Yeah. But it's hard for me to like. I don't know. I'm just, I but just, that's why, like, I mean, for example, like my wife and I get along because she's like, you just don't like stress out about stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I do stress out about head, stuff, but yeah. but I just don't let you see it and I don't let anybody else see, see it. But that's where we're the same because if you were to ask my girlfriend, she would tell me you that I'm the one that doesn't stress mm-hmm. about stuff and that I'm very like nonchalant about things. But I think it's only because I've already went over the scenarios in my brain. Yeah, so and you're already about, like, ah, that's good. We I'm got like, that. well, if that happens, I'm I'm like, it's there. I know it might. These are what I thought was really intelligent about Einstein's um, 
one of the questions that he was asked was like it was like a jeopardy kind of situation and they were asking like these three or four people like these these facts and he was the one that kept not having the answer and they're like well, for you to be the fucking genius here and not having any of these answers and he said well my dear i'm not a i do not use my mind as a warehouse for facts that other men can just simply go look up i use my mind in like as an active engine for whatever the fuck I'm thinking about. So while you're over here, you've divided up 75% of your brain just to remembering other people's accomplishments, yeah. and I'm using 75% of my brain on this one question you're That's asking That's a really me. good point, because I feel like a lot of people do... That's all college is, is memorizing facts. That's yeah, all high so, school is, so, is memorizing facts. So being smart is, can be mistaken as just knowing a bunch of facts, or yes. knowing how to actually take those facts and information that you've perceived in your life and use it as... How a, applicable are all those memorized facts in when you're active, in a real-time situation? In an active goal that you're pursuing at that moment. Yes, fully. But we've yeah. all been in like situations where we talk to somebody that we're like, oh, yeah, they know a lot of facts and they, they know a lot of trivia, but this person's not very bright. A.K.A. Like street smart or can't very, apply yeah, their not, logic in a daily... But I know plenty of people that would say, that guy's smart because he knew that. Like, no, that doesn't... That, People, doesn't mean they're smart. That means they can retain information. Yeah, but, but it's the sad irony that is, people think that they're smart because, it's like, same. another person that might not be having this conversation would be like, "Oh, that guy's super smart because he knows who won the World Series in 1952." Like stuff like that. That's just facts. And like, it's the same reason we look at high school and think, "Why didn't they teach us anything useful?" And they it's did, also they it's also what I've, to, well, it, I'm in college right now, and they literally like that's what they do is they that you just remember a bunch of shit that you literally forget. I mean, you you hang on to the stuff that matters, I guess, but. 90% of the stuff I've already learned in college and my A's, my all A's and all B's that I've gotten so far, I forgot that shit already. It's also what I've said, Congrats though. though. Thanks, man. <clears throat> I've said this multiple times is your brain, to me, is like a hard drive. So if you choose to fill it with a bunch of this, then that's what you're going to be remembering on an on a easy basis. Like, yeah. And, and I've, I've thought this because I know friends that can remember lyrics to every single song that they listen to, yeah. and they can sing that song off the top of their head without even hearing the music. I can't remember that. It's like selective rem- remembering. Exactly. Yeah. It's like I can listen to Joe Rogan and tell you all these different Me things that too. he's talked about and, and, and spout it out like he's saying it, or I'll probably butcher it a little bit, but I can I can do all right. Yeah. And so the trick to teaching yourself how to memorize stuff for college would be to mentally tell yourself Joe Rogan saying <laughs> yeah, it, write it down like it. he said or it. Or it would be to figure out a way to care about it. Yeah. I, but, that, but that's what you care about. So all you connect is, the two things. I mean, all it is. And, and probably what the little that I do feel like I learned from college is the parts that I do care about. And the only reason I care about those things is because I care that I want to get a good grade and I care that I want to graduate. So the only reason I'm remembering those things is because I care enough to remember that. When stuff. I was in sixth grade, I, I knew every rap song in the world, but I couldn't memorize anything from school. So okay. I wrote down the preamble and like two or three other things in rap form. And yeah. I still know them. Like I do the, because I I connected yeah. it to something else that I was that I was savvy with. So that's the thing. You're savvy with Joe Rogan because it intrigued. What if you what if college was Joe Rogan podcast? Then you'd be a fucking scholar. Yeah. So the irony is that so so are you are you more intelligent for going to school and having a degree but not utilizing any of the knowledge that got you the degree? Or are you or are you smarter for building your own I've company just, and doing this? Sh- I mean, what do you? What's your end come, goal? I've come to the realization that um, what do you want to be? Getting that degree is a tool into getting the True. things that I want, regardless if I learn anything. Well, I want to go to school. For, I mean, I, this is definitely something that I want right here yeah. to, to eventually do this and get paid for it like we talked about earlier, period. Another but, goal that I have that... Is a school goal? Yeah, so I, I'm going to school for outdoor recreation and ecology. I just recently changed that. 
But I'm like, super, what does that mean though? What I'll tell that? you. So I'm super into like the outdoors and being out in the woods and shit like that. Okay. And I think one of the best paid jobs that you can have in America is a park ranger or anything oh. that or anything that works with working in a park and being surrounded by nature on a daily basis. Sounds awesome. Teaching kids about the ecosystem, teaching kids about trails and how to make trails, and teaching kids all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Not and a then park ranger be awesome. But at the very end of the day. Driving, I have this picture in my head of me driving a truck that's issued to me to a national park, into a national park, and doing whatever that might entail. And you like that, or you don't like that? No, I love that. I actually changed my. Where would you be going to? Where's a national park? So they have a government system to where you basically get your degree, you get online, and you um, put an application to all these. All these, it has a, like a national service, and and you can go like, uh, I want to apply to Montana. I want to apply to Wisconsin. You, uh, you can pick where you want to apply. Well, if the, as long as the job's open, they have yeah. a big yeah. database okay. of all okay. the jobs that are available. Hawaii, blah, blah. And they basically, if you get hired, they pay for you to move there with your family. So you're willing and ready to do I've to, had the conversation with my girlfriend. and She's down? Yeah. She's a nurse. You can become a nurse anywhere. You can be a nurse She's anywhere. a ride or die right there. Well, we've been together for almost five years. The gangster. Are you going to marry her? Uh, we're engaged. Ah, and, congrats. And we're getting married in July. There you go. But yeah, so and then once I get my degree and stuff, I'm gonna go looking for a job and wherever whoever picks me up, that's where I'm gonna move. And hopefully that's our plan. If that doesn't work out, there's there's always even a cooler. I think is still a cool option is working for like the Carmel Park System or uh, um, or Brown County. Brown County is it's it's not because Indiana only has um, like couple two or three national parks, but they have state parks. Yeah, so that's all and. Man, you're only fight. There's only got to be so many people fighting for that same degree. Yeah, but actually, it's a pretty like it's probably competitive. It is. Is it? It is because it's one of um, hospitality and mixed with the outdoors like that is a very like. Do they get paid awesome. well? Because yes. a lot of because a lot of people want that job and everybody and wants that job and everybody wants to like like I said drive into the woods. I'll drive into the woods every awesome. day. I mean, I've got and a buddy get, that and did you get it. paid really. You get paid really well, and you work for the government. So you know a good backup plan would be to come up with your second best game plan well, <laughs> well utilizing your degree. Okay. Because this is something that's preexisting. Well, I have. So if I don't get a job working for a national park, I'll obviously try to get a job working for a state park or even a state park in another state to the right or to the, you know what I mean? That so can you start like pursuing that now before you get to that point? So I'll be doing internships with hopefully I've I've talked to some people and hopefully I'll be doing an internship with like Carmel Parks at some point and then part of my degree is an internship with a um, national a national so like another girl did one at Yellowstone I'd find out whatever the place that you wanted I'd say fuck it this is where I want to go this is where I'm putting everything into this one place the, I mean like talking to an outside person and I have a different so, perspective. And that, I get what you're saying so I've all obviously done that I'm going to get whatever I can get right out of the gate and, and move there and then make Talk about, you know, initially moving to like, and then I'm going to continuously try to get a job working for Rocky Mountain National Park in Colorado. That's what I was going to say was find the place my, you want to go. That's where I want to go, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit around and wait and wait and wait. No, you, you misunderstood. What I was trying to spit out was if you found the place that you wanted to go more than anything and you called them or even flew out to them and said, do whatever you got to do. I'm in school right now. What classes do you want me to take so well, I can be the most applicable for your specific park? So it's not, so it's not just like I'm a person you choose, make me the person that you 
you need well, that's for what this. the degree is for there's nothing more specific unfortunately throughout the there's only one course and one degree not course but there's only that's one degree the most specific, specific co- course in indiana that you can take for that degree damn. any more specific than that i would have to damn near move to colorado then go to school yeah gotcha which is not in that's the cards awesome, right though. now because we're not going to put that yeah. you know what i mean so i'll bet in colorado everybody wants to do that job yeah i never thought about that so i put a lot i've like i obviously put a lot of thought into colorado I want to, yeah. I want Have to. you been there ever? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, just, I was there this past summer. So was I. It was lit. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Love it. Bro. I did the dispensary thing. Me too. I did. Uh, we I t- went... I got we went on three different like major trails in Rocky Mountain National Park. Oh, that'd be so Estes, awesome! I went to Estes Park. I went to Golden, which is where the Coors plant is. I know. Where I that went is. to Boulder. I bet it was awesome. Pearl Street and Boulder. I went to Arvada. I went to uh, Lions. I went to all these different places, and it like everywhere you go is like it's what like I want to be a part of. Such a booming economy too. Like everybody yeah. out there is so excited to be there, and like everybody's rushing to go there. Mm-hmm. Dude, that tattoo convention was packed. Everybody was so interactive. Everybody had pockets full of paper. Everybody's nice. Everybody too. Bro, I, bro, I, I could have one mean person. Bro, I signed autographs. I like went out there, motherfuckers acted like I was on. It was like the most inviting, amazing feeling I got. Everybody came over. They were giving me nothing but compliments. I'm like, I go to conventions all around the world, and a lot of times people are very guarded. Yeah. And I went out there, and they were like, but maybe that's the weed. Maybe it's the environment. Maybe it's the money that's flourishing in their economy. Just like but we talked were, about, what makes a Michael Jordan, all those different things go into that to yeah. make it a, a yeah. special thing. It was nice, though, man. Yeah. I liked it out there a lot. I got to hop up and pee. Where's the no, room? you're good. It's right out there and straight, and it's to the right. Straight and right. <clears throat> but, yeah, I mean, I think that we've gotten into a lot of different subjects, and I think that we're we're getting close to the time that we should probably wrap it up soonish. But Yeah, sure. Do you want to throw us – just give, kind of give – Give people an, a better understanding of what we're trying to do with the video camera and how yeah, we'll, how we'll do it again. And it, try next it'll time. get better. Um, I think I'm already thinking of things, so I don't yeah. want to like say it specifically. But the live thing was working well, but I got to figure out how to use the live camera like the standard um, recording camera. I was going to tell you <laughs> in the beginning, it's probably pissed a lot of people off, but I literally like was clicking. It was doing so much random shit. It was like <laughs> it was on me for no reason. It was yeah. zooming in on people. Going so I got to figure out how to turn off the auto thing. <clears throat> and I, and we if if we can't figure out how to turn that off, then I might just have to do just YouTube, not live stream. And if we're going to live stream, use an iPad or something. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's something that we're using to grow our reach in the video because I think that I think people like to see who's here, what yeah. they look like. Definitely excited. Be able about to it. vibe with them a little bit more. Um, and I think that I think this podcast has a lot to behind it and we're put putting a lot more behind it than what I was doing towards the beginning and middle of last year before Shane became a part of it. So I appreciate you taking your time and doing it because you know, by myself, <clears throat> I do have a lot of energy, but there's only so much that I can give to yeah. it before, well, it all comes before I get burned out. Like, like I like, I genuinely like doing this. Anything that I don't genuinely like doing, I don't do. Mm-hmm. So that's how you know I like doing it. Yeah. And I just, like I said, when I very first texted you, I just said I want to be a part of it, and it still stands to this day where I'm just trying to just. And we're, and we're gonna, it's gonna be something that we're gonna look back on this and be like, man, that was not what I thought it was or not what I thought it was going to be. I also can't wait to look back and say like to what we think is one of our best podcasts right now is one of our worst podcasts. And, and it's and a it, great feeling because I have those podcasts. And I know in, in the sense that like 
already to me right now. I'm like, wow, it gets better than this, but it will. And then mm-hmm. we'll look back on this one day and we're like, wow, that was crappy. But to yeah. us right now, this is sky's the limit. And, you know. And I think that the the guests that we've had have done a fantastic job of just like being open and everything. I think that yeah. also is a testament to us as well. Because Makes our jobs a lot easier. Yeah. And it, it just is a simple, it's a simple process because you don't have to talk a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a talking motherfucker. <laughs> and if you guys saw the Facebook live video earlier, we did have a painting yeah. Or is it, was this considered a painting or what? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a painting. Okay, so we had a painting uh, hung behind us. Um, we um, still hung. <laughs> <laughs> hung? That's, that's what uh, I said, yeah. Hung? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, that's somebody's last name. Um, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we had it hung behind us. Yeah. And we um, that's, that's a painting of shadows that he's working on and is not finished. And our idea is to basically get video of him um, working on it and finishing it, or not finishing it, but going through parts of it to show you guys how, um, what the kind of steps that it goes through to, to make something like a really cool uh, lion, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, an ornamental abstract lion. An ornamental abstract lion. Word. And um, so, at some point, whether it be on this video or attached to this video or later on, we will have a video of him. Oh yeah, basically doing some work on this when badass are you painting. This? Um, this podcast is going to go up right when we're done. Oh, sweet! Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, because um, the usually, video I'll mess with and see what we've got. Gotcha. Yeah, usually we do the recording at one p.m. on Sundays and then re- release it at midnight. And tonight uh, we're way past midnight, and mm-hmm. we're going to release it probably. What time is it now? Three thirty. Yeah, so, and it'll probably be up by four. Yeah, four thirty, awesome. four or four thirty. So awesome! But they're getting this when they get it. So yeah, this is fun. <laughs> You'll get your juice when I say you get your juice. Exactly. Um, yeah, this is fun. I shout, appreciate you guys inviting me, man. Shadow, tell everybody where they can find you on social media and all that stuff. Oh, my social media, my Instagram um, is Shadow Inc. S H A D O W I N K. My YouTube is Shadow Inc. Tennyson, T-E-N-N-I-S-O-N. My Facebook is the same. My Twitter is MF Shadow Inc. Um, let's I'm going to follow you on all that stuff. You should. I, I sure. already follow you on Instagram. I didn't Does know the there was Twitter all that stand stuff. For motherfucker. Motherfucking Shadow Inc., baby. <laughs> yeah, there was already some punk ass bastard that was Shadow Inc. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. I love the, the yeah. motherfucking Shadow Inc. <laughs> motherfucking Shadow Inc., baby. I love the and baby part. My, my uh, what do you call it? My Snapchat, which is booming out of fucking control, is Shadow Inc. My uh, como se dice? SoundCloud and Reverb Nation are both Shadow Inc. Pretty much, it's pretty much the same everywhere yeah. you look for me and just google it google me bitch and then <laughs> and like we always tell people that come on the show um once you've been on the show well i've already artistly i mean we already followed you but i'm gonna follow you on more stuff <laughs> yeah, so basically I, I mean i'm a fan of you obviously but now as the podcast we are a fan of you and anything that has to do with you or anything that you promote we now promote awesome as long as, we, long as it's <laughs> appropriate under yeah yeah, yeah yeah so um and, where do you guys where, what's your what's your most favorite social media for the podcast um definitely well we obviously stream we're going to start streaming on youtube so that'll be what we stream with and 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 with the the apple but when it comes to like getting our stuff out there and stuff i would probably say instagram have you yeah. thought about using instagram to like show clips of it or maybe even like host parts i've of done somewhere? a few clips we i just i just need to get more video and now that we have this video camera we're going to take little yeah. little slots of um said 
uh, what I want, podcast. What I want Shane to do is, is I want him to listen to the podcast and write down the times, and then I'll edit the video. And I will totally do that because I have not not listened to a single podcast that I've been <laughs> on. And usually, if we do it at one, I get off work, go listen to it at like twelve thirty, like right when it comes out. Yeah. So I just need to write down some times, and then we'll be able to take those clips and um, post them on Instagram as kind of funny little videos. Yeah, yeah. And we've been working on our Instagram story, kind of just posting like fun little things. Like we went out and had some drinks the other night with yep. my cousin. And played the punching game where you like the douchebag yeah. punching game. <laughs> and Very douchebaggery. I won. Anyways. And uh, I won. Uh, <laughs> flex. Barely. Right. What'd you get? What was your number? Uh, 864. Damn. And I was like 10 away and yeah. didn't all, even didn't even like swing into he's it He's like hard. a foot taller than me. And, uh, anyways. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, he, he played it off that he was yeah. you know, I'm a ninja. It's That's fine. Tight. It's fine, really. <laughs> Um, no, but yeah, so we're, we're definitely working on this, um, social media stuff and we've got a lot of good insight from shadow and we're going to get some more insight from them. And so your guys' goal is to be a household name effectively. Yeah. 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 And, and what I want people to do if they're paid. listening, subscribe on iTunes, write a review. On oh, iTunes, you got to do that. Or Apple Comments. podcast now. Cause the way that the show gets more popularity on Apple podcasts is the more reviews, the more ratings you get. And the more subscribers you get, the more you're going to show up when somebody searches you. Mm-hmm. So subscribe, rate, review. That's why I say all the time. And we have hashtag all three of those: subscribe, rate, and review. And we have big plans for YouTube. So eventually, once we get those videos up and rolling on YouTube, which we already have the videos on there, they're displayed with the logo in the back. But we will have full videos of us sitting here talking with our guests. And we want you to comment, um, share. All yeah. that stuff you do on YouTube, which what else do you like? Um, and definitely give us any kind of feedback yeah. throughout any kind of social media to tell us. You guys will obviously be in the comments answering all the comments oh, yeah. and stuff like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it'll just I be think me that feedback like, is very you. important. I'm not a dick diver. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Dick guys. diver? Woo. Oh, wow. That's yeah, a, Freudian. No, it's a, so fire, <laughs> dick writer. Uh, okay. So whatever fire, you do with the dick, just don't. <laughs> okay. So Fighter and the Kid, another podcast I listen to, they always joke. They have these shirts that say official dick diver, and it's like a diver on the shirt. It's pretty cool. I do like that. That's where I got that from. But dick on the break. Good save. <laughs> gotcha. I don't do any any kind of uh, business with any dicks, activities. But, um, gotcha. Anymore. Those days are over. Yeah. Gotcha. I've already been there. Shout out to my girlfriend. <laughs> All right. So what are, what, are we, what, are we closing, what are we close with, Shane? Um, I hope you guys like the podcast, and hopefully the juice is worth the squeeze. And um, what are we going out to tonight as we uh, wrap this podcast up? So we're still recording. Yeah, nice. So I think I that you it. since I, uh, I restarted it, sorry. <laughs> uh, so in in the spirit of having Shadow here, um, Shadow's going to give us a little outro, telling us what mm-hmm. song we're going to listen to, and then we're just going to listen to it, and then we'll see you guys next uh, Sunday. And I hope. The, the juice, juice was worth the squeeze. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you guys having me on. This is fucking awesome. Thanks, man. All right. This is uh, Shadow Ink featuring Kasky. The song is called Swangin'. There's probably an ad because. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Because it's a good video. I don't like it, but you might. Know. So you wanna feel your walls vibrate and your heart gyrate to the rhythm of the 808 Hurry like I want it all while I wait But the perfect time ain't in the bass Got your heart in a race Knocking pictures off the wall in the whole crib Sounding like a full clip Fucking like a fucking earthquake Swinging low when I lean to the left So clean as a blessed Motherfuckers gonna watch me do my thing It was something like an average day Put a plan to the paper Hit it all
hood with the goals of the game. They be mad cause I be all in the game. So many frauds in the game, you can hardly tell a hawk from a lane. Who's gonna be the prey? Who gonna be the predator? Who give up anyway as soon as they see a competitor? Who's saving every day? Who running from a creditor? Some people want it all but never figure out the register. Oh, the petty shit don't phase me. Take it with the grain of the salt of the thermal when they say my name in vain. All I ever wanted was some paper and a dame. Little bra on my ride, sliding down, gripping grain. Riding leather and some wood plus a full clip. One up in the chamber, slurring cause I'm all in the pain. Had it up like the ballers who game got them calling my name, but it ain't a basketball. So you wanna game. feel your walls vibrate and your heart gyrate to the rhythm of the 808. Hungry like I want it all, I wait. But the perfect timing and the bass got your heart in a race. Knocking pictures off the wall in the whole crib. Sounding like a full clip, fucking like a fucking earthquake. Swinging low when I lean to the left, so clean as a blessed yeah. Lawyer hit my line, said he beat my gun charge About to give me my concealed Only certain things I can reveal Man, that's word to the 48 laws You lost it in the field, I'm flossing in the shield They wanna body me, yeah Your destiny ain't like the lottery The saw shape of your hands, it's like pottery My lines poking your brain, where the lobotomy God dead, y'all worshiping the economy You ever met a saint with his face tatted? I got love for my peace, but you talking to a dumb motherfucker If they tell you that I ain't savage We keep fire, the counter police fire We started there, never be a word like Kevin Gates, I don't get tired And I don't know how to retire So you wanna feel your walls vibrate And your heart gyrate To the rhythm of the 808 Hungry like I want it all, I wait With the perfect timing And the bass got your heart in a race Knocking pictures off the wall in the whole crib Sounding like a full clip Fucking like a fucking earthquake Swinging low when I lean to the left So clean as a blessed Motherfuckers gonna watch me do my thing I can love to make them hate with no words, dog What you heard, dog? If they just give me a chance, God grant this. I'll be wishing to the man and the star sitting right behind Mars and the solar system singing my song. Please help me share my soul with the world, share my soul with the girl. Help me to between right and wrong.